was a headless horseman. You must not excite yourself. But it was a headless horseman. Of course it was. That's why you were here. No, no, you must believe me. It was a horseman, a dead one. Headless. I know, I know. You don't know because you were not there. It's all true. Well, of course it is. I told you. Everyone told you. I saw him. I suppose it's back to the city then. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 293. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we celebrate the climax of spooky season with some great flaming head from Christopher Walken himself. <laughs> In, wake up, sleepyhead. Wake up, wake up and tell me, do you really want love? That's how that goes. No, no, straight, straight up. up. Fuck. Wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get out of bed. No, see, I was, I was actually more thinking bone. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the morning. Get up, get up, and get up. Come on. Oh, we're so white. Hi, James. I'm not. No. No. I. I, Dark uh, meat. <laughs> <laughs> we can say that because Freddie said it. Yeah. First. Yeah, that makes it. That makes it a okay. Oh, is is that? Can we say everything that the actor said in that movie? No. No. <laughs> I don't think so. so. I'm pretty sure there was a word that Kelly Rowland said yeah. that you're not supposed to it's, say anymore. It's funny. It's funny when you watch movies from like 20 years ago where like the language was just. I don't want to say that it was more relaxed, but it was definitely from a time when there was no outrage culture, so you could just kind of say whatever you wanted. And yeah, people might not have been happy about it, but it wasn't. Sure. But it wasn't so. You it know, it was it. It wasn't. Oh. Can't can't lose. It wasn't. It wasn't gonna. <laughs> it wasn't gonna spark a, a debate. Yeah. On, online or anything. Freddie like wasn't that. gonna get canceled. Yeah. Only fingered. Oh yeah. That's that's the lesson learned. That's the one. Happy Halloween, James. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> it's not actually Halloween yet, but when this releases, it's going to be fucking Halloween. Uh, the day of? The yeah. day of, baby. Oh, my. Monday, Monday, Monday. Are you releasing this on Monday for real? I hope so. Yeah. We'll <laughs> I, see. I can't promise anything. I'll be getting back from vacation, but uh, it should be time. Vacation. Vacay. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. Uh, Tell the- Sunny Cleveland. Ohio. Going to visit Drew Carey. Gross, dude. Ohio? Ohio. That's yeah. where you're vacaying? That's where I'm vacaying. Staying in a nice. Uh, well, I hope you have a du- good excuse. Nice duplex Airbnb. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Duplex. You're oh, really yeah. splurged. I actually just realized as I'm reading the check in you know, info that you get sent before you, you go. Yeah. Uh, the people that own the place, I think, live next door. It's the duplex. I had no idea that it was a duplex when I rented it. Uh, If they don't live next to... If it's a duplex, they live either on the bottom floor or the top floor. Mm. Well, there's duplexes that are next to each other, too. I think duplex... I I think you're thinking of like a townhouse. No, no, there's duplexes like uh, right down the street from where um, where I grew up or whatever. They have a couple houses that are they're connected left and right. Like those same are, same building. Those are townhouses. No, a townhouse is very different than that. What's a townhouse then? A townhouse is like tall and bigger. 
I don't I don't know how to describe it. I know it's not that. I know it's not that. A townhouse is tall and bigger. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just like my brain. Just yeah. Um, that's not where I was gonna go with that. No, but yeah. Dude, I'm pretty sure duplex is like stacked. It's like it's uh I don't think so. Well, let's look it up. Look it up, James. What is what is a duplex? Tell me I'm wrong. This says it right here. Okay, uh, what is a duplex? Da, 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 what to know about a, a duplex is a popular option, but 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 we all know that. Rather than owning just one home, you're the proud owner of two. As such, a duplex will likely cost more. Yeah, but what the fuck is it? A duplex is sometimes confused with a twin home, but they're not the same type of real estate. A twin home may look like a duplex, two separate homes sharing a wall. But with a twin home, the lot line actually... Oh, my God. Yeah, two separate homes sharing a wall. It it can be left, right, up, down, Uh, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what the hell is a townhouse, then? I don't... The townhouse is very different. I know it's not that. This is why I don't do real estate. (laughs) So what are your uh, what are your Halloween plans, sir? Oh boy. Uh, well, tomorrow we're going to a party at fucking Brian's house. Oh, you mean I'm gonna miss it? Aww. Oh, darn. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 wah. Well, to be honest with you, I'm pretty bummed that you're gonna miss it because because you miss me. Well, yeah. <laughs> who else is Who else is gonna you, be there? You miss my musk. Who else is gonna be there besides people I don't know and don't care about? Yeah. You might know them, but you don't care about. Yeah, them. I don't give a shit about. Yeah. Them. I don't um, know. You should have come. Uh, you should have come down to Cleveland and see the. Uh, oh, I never finished what I was doing down there. Mm. I'm going to Cleveland to meet up with my broski, the actual blood broski, uh, blood broski, blood broski. That's uh, coming in from upstate New York. We're meeting halfway to go see uh, Josh's favorite band, the Smashing Pumpkins, oh. along with Jane's Addiction. Oh, yeah, nice. I didn't yeah, know Jane's Addiction fun. was opening. Yep. Um, um, it's well, they're co-headlining. Uh, opening is that's not Poppy. I wish I'm pissed about because I would have loved to have seen Poppy. Yeah. Um, she's on like every date except Cleveland. <laughs> so I who think. are you who are you getting? I do you know? forget who it is. Um I will um, look it up in a minute here. I thought you said it. Yeah, I, I forget. It's not who ginger, it is. is it? No, it's not ginger. You did you say that there was I've another seen ginger, sh- but that's there's not another it. show coming up where they're I don't know. Oh no, ginger's coming. I mentioned to you that they're coming. Oh, but. ginger's coming. Um uh, ginger. <laughs> uh yeah, so besides, uh, so, you, so you're not going to any Halloween parties this year? No, no, we're not dressing up. We're not doing anything. We're, uh, we're coming back. We're going to stay in Cleveland. So we're, the, the show is Saturday night. We're going to stay in Cleveland all day Sunday. We're going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it's been a fucking, like, it's been forever since I've been there. It's all the same stuff, dude. I was going to say Coon's Age. What is a Coon's Age? Is that, is that is that is that, a, is that a saying? Is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I've been there it's in been Coons a, age. It's been a Coons age since yeah. I've been there. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go do that on Sunday, and then uh, come home Monday, which is Halloween. So we're just gonna hang out, probably carve some pumpkins when we get back, and hopefully there'll be more kids on our street this year because last year was a total bust. I think we had two kids. <laughs> Two kids the literally, whole night. literally all night. Yeah, I have a. But bed. it was also, but it was also coming out of COVID, and a lot of people weren't trick or treating. Sure, so yeah. we're kind of hoping there's. More. I think this will be the. F- yeah, I, last year it was kind of back to normal. Okay. I think this will be the first year where it's like fully, fully back. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking. I don't I'm, know. I'm hoping so. Uh, all I know is I overbought on candy because. N- I I've been in this house for ten years and I've never had the amount of kids come to my house that would justify the amount of candy i bought so give me some of it well so it's like i buy it and then i go oh no i bought too much candy and i got all this candy in the house and then i'm fat so you know 
Um, sorry, I'm still trying to find who in the fuck is playing. It doesn't matter. I know Meg Myers. That's who. That's who's there. Meg, Meg Myers. Oh, she's a babe. She's a babe. Um, <laughs> I liked one of her songs a lot a couple years ago. It was like super '90s and grungy, and I really, really liked it. Yeah. But I think she kind of moved into the realm of pop since then. So. Did she? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought she was so it is what it is. So we'll see. But yeah, she's opening up on like literally. I think it's it's that's the only date that Poppy's not there, which which fucking pisses me off. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway though, um, yeah, that's uh, that's my weekend. That's your weekend. Uh, yeah. I don't think I don't think I have anything else going on. I have something going on on Sunday. I just can't think of what it is. Yeah. Wait. What the hell do I have going? Are you are you having date night? Oh shoot! I taking should. taking the wife to the old leaps and bounds. I should know. Well, remember it, that to leaps and bounds. What was that? What you remember leaps and bounds? I didn't like grow disco- up around here, like dude. Discovery Zone. I don't know what that is either. It was like it was like an entire warehouse, uh, a warehouse sized version of McDonald's Play Place. What? It was awesome. Um, it was amazing. That's like that is that a Michigan thing. Is it like a lower Michigan thing? Does nobody nobody else remember these things? Well, say I mean I grew up isolated in the thumb, so it's like so the McDonald's play place was as good as it got. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, also it's a sad life, James. But Hardee's had a ball pit, and they also had a TV up in the corner of the room hooked to an NES where you could play the Jaws video game. Ooh, ooh, okay. And that was pretty okay, dope. See, see, see that they just... had. Because they had a they had a sourdough bacon burger. Oh, they still have that. It's amazing. Do they? Yeah. Wait, Hardee's still exists? Fuck yeah, they do. What, dude? Well, okay. In in Michigan, the only Hardee's. I mean, there there's a lot in Michigan. Around here, the only one is on like fucking Ryan or something like that. It's not terribly far. But then you go down south, though. They're all Carl's Juniors. Same oh, place. Same Carl's exact, Jr. It's the exact same place. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. Fine. Haven't you? Uh, haven't you ever been on tour and you've gone to? Carl's Jr. I've gone to Carl's south. Jr. Yeah. I just didn't know that it was Hardee's. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Really? Yeah. That's kind of like how chi- um, like Chili's and <laughs> Chili's and not Chili's, uh, Rallies and Checkers are yeah. the same thing. Yep. Yep. I think they all changed the Checkers though at this Weird, point. Weird, dude. But they used to be Rallies. Dude, did you did Best you fries ever? Rally? Do you do you remember the chili cheeseburger? It was the most disgusting oh, thing. Oh god, no, dude. it was so gross. It was, so... but it was like. I, I haven't eaten when, a burger from Checkers or Rallies in years because oh no, me neither because they're they're putrid they're so <laughs> fucking gross. We used to um, there was there uh, we uh, when I was in the Fallaway we were recording our album and uh, there was a, a I think at that point it was a Rallies right down the street okay and me and Adam would go like every day and and get like four or five chili cheeseburgers a piece oh, and just fucking God. slam them, dude. <laughs> See, you should be throwing unwrapped chili cheeseburgers in the kids' Halloween sacks. Oh. That's, that's what you should be doing. <laughs> it's like parents parents would be showing showing up at my doorstep and just be like, we would have rather the fucking apple with razors in it, you prick. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like a dirty diaper in there. It's so gross. God, that and that's why it's so gross because it tastes, oh. looks, and comes out. Oh, dude, it looks. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's the same going in as it is coming out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um. Anyway, though. Um. Yeah. That's yeah. um. Cool. I'm trying man. to think if there's anything else going on. Yeah, really, I have. I have I got, something going on on Sunday, and I cannot, for the life of me, think of what it is, and it's pissing me off. Well, I can tell you this: I got the entire next week off work. Yeah. Which is very exciting to me, and we are going on a pedal pub on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. That's, that's fun. Right. See that's uh, I'm glad that you reminded me of because I keep forgetting about that. Oh, 
Uh, well, your wife won't let you forget because any excuse for her to go out drinking during the day is a okay on her. So. Well, yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> make her sound so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she doesn't get to do it very often. Um, you know, with kids and all. Exactly. Uh, yeah, pedal pubs are dangerous though. Like I, I have a rule now. Like you guys keep talking about, like, oh, let's, you know, afterwards, fucking Brian can meet up with us wherever we go afterward. And I'm like, there is no afterward, dude. Like I, I get on a pedal pub, and then when I get done with it, I go home because I had one of the worst nights of my life after a pedal pub, and I won't do it again. What happened? You know what happened? It was. Uh, do I? It was yeah. We went on a pedal pub with a bunch of Aaron's uh, family. Oh, this is when you lost your wife? Yeah, I yeah. lost I lost Aaron in Detroit. That's we why were, you always keep your wife on a leash. Well, it's because our pedal pub <laughs> our pedal pub got done at like six PM. Okay. And then we ended up going to the old Shillelagh <coughs> until eleven PM. So like we were already drinking on the pedal pub and then we went to a bar for another five hours. Yeah, see that's that's your problem. You yeah. don't you don't go to another bar afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I don't go anywhere afterward. I go on the pedal pub and then I go home. So if you guys want to do something else, what if what if your wife fine. wants to do something else? She doesn't want to. She already said yeah. No, she doesn't. Yeah, you talk about going to do karaoke. What? Yeah. Oh, wasn't that was that her idea or no, yours? That was your idea. Yeah, she totally dude. Nobody has karaoke <laughs> on a Tuesday. Sure they do. Let's Jim, go back. Let's go back. used to all the time. Let's just go back to your house and have a bonfire. Done. See. Done. See. So easy. Yeah. Okay. Seven. That's that's what I'm into. Like after a pedal pub, things need to wind down. Otherwise, it gets nasty, and I'm not into nasty anymore. I'm too old. You're too old. <laughs> I'm too old. I'm not dude. into the nasty. I'm not into the nasty anymore. I'm into, I'm into the nasty. Mm. I'm into it. Um. Anyway, though, yeah, that's uh, that's our yeah. That's lives. what we got going on. Halloween uh, used to be fun. Well, I'm gonna have fun. I'm going to a party tomorrow. It's gonna be fun. You're going to Brian's. <sighs> Halloween Fuck. used to be fun. Fucking Brian. <laughs> what are you going as? Um, what's your what's your what's your costume? So it's you know we're super clever. So we're going as the Killers, the band, mm. right? So we're dressing as the members of the band, the Killers. But then we're also wearing, I'm wearing a Jason mask. Aaron's wearing a Michael Myers mask. John so John is wearing a Freddy Krueger mask, and his wife is wearing a ghost face mask so, so we're you're, so you're just the going, killers so you're just going as that band uh that puts out the youtube videos where they do the parody songs but they're all the, the slashers that's pretty uh, much what you're doing i don't know basically yeah. i don't know what you're talking about but oh, you know the merkels i don't know they're called is. the merkels not really know what that is yeah oh, okay well i'll just show you um this but, idea this idea was way cooler when we were involved in it like three years ago though it was actually last year was it last year yeah oh, okay because that's when i bought the the suit and the mask mm-hmm. uh and then everything why did everything get fucky last year like we didn't do, end up doing anything did somebody get covid yes because i think y- you out of spite were gonna have a, a party the same night as brian yeah we did no we for did some end up reason it. we you had our, we had our housewarming party no we you didn't a, yes we did we had no because ho- i didn't go i wasn't there sure? last year are you sure yeah something well, happened where something happened the party. night of where we're like eh, not gonna happen this year i don't know Whatever. This is a boring conversation. So? <laughs> it's our, fuck it's fuck our, these people. It's our show. You people can fuck <laughs> off. Um, yeah. So anyway, we don't... Uh, we're, we're boring. Yep. We're losers. Yep. We're old. Yep. And now we're going to get into some corrections from last week. Yep. Stupid! You're so stupid! 
All right, James, uh, I know you got some corrections from last week, so I'm going to let you start. Oh, okay. Well, uh, this first one involves uh, a writer, an author, Ooh. a prolific author, Oh, whose name I couldn't remember. Is it a prehistoric author? I guess you could say prehistoric. <laughs> uh, Chuck Tingle Ooh. is the name of the prolific, prolific author who came up in the dino erotica <laughs> genre, but mm. has since branched out into some more experimental territories. Would you go on a journey with me? I will go on the journey. All yes. right. So Chuck Tingle, uh, known for known for uh, some some of his works include Space Raptor Butt Invasion. <laughs> Pay attention to me. Get off your phone. Um, uh, pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> um, and I'm gay for my living billionaire jet plane. Uh, but then, I mean, who isn't? Lately, he, sometimes he delves into the political realm, p- political realm with titles such as Donald Trump pounded in the butt by the handsome Russian T Rex who also peed on his butt and then blackmailed him with the videos of his butt getting peed on. That's the name. <laughs> that's of, a gem. That's you know. that's the gem right there. Or if or if you're in the mood for something more philosophical, you can check out Slammed in the Butthole by my concept of linear time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Or for the entrepreneurs in the audience, you can check out Living Inside My Own Butt for Eight Years, Starting a Business and Turning a Profit Through Common Sense Reinvestment and Strategic Targeted Marketing. That just sounds that just sounds like life lessons. That's good. That's business. Oh, it's just it's it's good, like it's it's entertainment and it's also good information. It's yeah. In, oh, yeah. it's infotainment. It's oh oh like InfoWars. Yeah. um so yeah check out chuck tingle this guy uh, he has like if you go if you go and look at his his entire library so bad i do um they're they're like three bucks a piece and they're only like each each one each story is like 40 like between four thousand and five thousand words which is short half of a like half of a um um like a an article in a magazine. Yeah, I say I, I would have to write essays longer than that in high school. And this guy, nobody nobody really cranks him out. Nobody really knows who he is, and he's become. I have to imagine insanely rich off of this. What if it's because if it's, people are buying his books just to see? Like, it, there's tons and tons of reviews, and it's just like like somebody goes, "Oh my god, I didn't even know that." Um, I didn't even know that Brexit erotica existed because there was one. There was one that was Brexit called Brexit Erotica. Brexit Erotica, because the name of it was like "Pounded in the Butt by My," uh, "Pounded in the Butt by the Pound," uh, the the existential the existential erotic crisis brought on by the by by England leaving the European European Union or whatever. Sorry, I can't fucking. It's a very philosophical. Uh, yeah, title. it's like. <laughs> But people just like check his shit out because they're like, oh my God, like what could this possibly be? What's he going to do next? Yeah, exactly. What if if you find out that it's just like a pen name for like Stephen King? Oh, he like, he he retired Richard Bachman. He now does dinosaur porn. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd read it. Oh, dude. Like, I'm into it. I could crank out 45. (laughs) I could crank out 45. You should. 100 word essay on. Well, but he's already kind of quartered the market on this kind of stuff. Like, I need to find a new avenue. Okay, so what's your new avenue? Your new avenue is going to be every avenue. That's it. That's the one. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just erotica about your favorite bands and the weird things that happen to them (laughs) on the road. Because I can't, like, I can, when I want to, I can write. Like, I'm a pretty good creative writer. Yeah. And I, like, if I can just do filth, (laughs) 
<laughs> I could do it. And if I didn't have to tell anybody who I was, you can just do. I you can, can crank stuff out like this. You can just do uh, for for people who are like blind and also deaf. Or where, no, are you go- blind, where are you going blind, with this? Blind, blind and deaf. No, this. blind and blind and uh, uh, I wouldn't be deaf because you'd need to be able to read still. You, no, uh-uh. no, because I was reading. Through, Damn it! <laughs> I was reading through Chuck Tingle's list earlier, and he specifically had two books that were for blind people. So he's already cornered them. Damn with it. it! Too Chuck yeah. Tingle. He's all over it. He's everywhere. Is that the uh, the brother of Chris Kringle? Do you think Chris Chris Tingle? Chris Tingle. Chris Tingle. <laughs> Oh Gross. God! Sexy Santa, Chris Tingle. <laughs> there's your, there's your market. Sexy Santa. That's it. Fuck yes. Okay. That's it. Coming, well. coming down your mom's chute and <laughs> <laughs> with candy cane dreams. Or, I don't know. Okay. Uh, um, other than that, the only other thing that oh, Cameron Monag- Monaghan. Yeah. Is the name of the kid from? That's it. Yes. And Cameron also Monaghan. And Monaghan. Is yep. it Monaghan? I think it's Monaghan. Yeah. And you said so. You go, oh, the penguin, and I go, I don't know who he is. No, and he's you go, the Joker. But then I said, I don't know, he's in, he's in Gotham, and you go, yeah, he's in Gotham, he's the Joker. I said that. You didn't say that. You said the penguin. You yeah, prick. sorry. There was actually a couple of things like that. So I thought that I had taken notes on what was wrong with the episode because there was a couple of things, but I clearly don't have those notes anymore. Oh, so. very nice. Yeah, so I kind of dropped the ball on this one. So not only did Mike drop the ball on corrections, but also. Uh, what happened when you got to my house today? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We, uh, we, 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 were, road trip. we were ready to go. We were like, Mike got here at 930 and we're like, fuck yeah, dude. Firing on all cylinders. We're ready to go. And then he goes, oh, get your coat on. We got to go on a road trip back to his work in uh, Detroit. The drive into the D in the middle of the night just to get my, my fucking charger for my computer because I'm an idiot. Going into that, like, I know that you're used to it because you've been there for so long, but going into that church at night is spooky. Oh, hell yeah, it is. I still hate it. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm glad Oh, going into the actual sanctuary in the dead of night, Yeah. when it's completely, like, pitch black, is maybe the creepiest fucking thing. It's kind of cool, too. You've been there in the middle of the night with me, Yeah, like, when I went there with you because you had to hang those things, the, the, you had to hang something from cables, that's pretty cool. To me, though, like, it's, like... When we go in that side, the side door, and then you go down the stairs to where your your like uh, dungeon dungeon is, <laughs> it's that dark doorway up to the left that freaks me out. Leading into like behind the church, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm always waiting for just like you walk in. That's and where they'll get you. A fucking face or a silhouette right there. Like, it spooks that's, me that's out, man. Where Jesus lives. That is where Jesus. It's fucking creepy. Zombie Jesus. <laughs> um, anyway, though, yeah, there were some corrections. So if you heard them, congratulations. You win nothing. Um, yeah. There you go. That's you all we got. You lose, really. You um, lose. All right. Well, so what are we doing this week? Tell them, James. Drinking beer, baby. Yeah. And we're also talking, um, it's our It's our final nightmare. It's, a, it's our final nightmare? It's our final nightmare. Freddy versus Jason. And to go with that, Sleepy Hollow. A, a classic. How do, how do they fit together? They don't. We don't. They don't. They don't. No, it's Halloween. It's Halloween, and we're doing the most. Uh, I don't know, like about anybody else, but I know the two of us. When it comes to fall spooky season, there is no movie that encapsulates the feeling of Halloween to me like Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. It's is... one of the best, like, non-offensive spooky movies ever made. Sleepy Hollow is a yearly watch for me. I really like it. I like it. Just everything about the 
the look and the vibe of it. Yeah. The atmosphere, if you will, to yes. go back to the conversation last week. Everything about the atmosphere to me is like spot on. I agree. And on I realized gray, on a gray, dreary day throwing oh, this movie great. on, I yeah. fucking love it. I realized something while watching it that I'm gonna point out to you when we get into it, but I thought it was very interesting that this movie would double feature with something else so incredibly well that I kind of want to do it now, but we'll get back to that. Okay. Stay tuned, people. I wonder if it's the Earth. same thing that I thought, but Ooh. I don't remember what it is now. <laughs> so, well, maybe. <laughs> so hopefully it is. Um, so what are we drinking here? Well, we are drinking from Shipyard. What we're not drinking is Ichabod. Uh, what is that even? Is it a stout? Uh, it's a pumpkin beer. Yeah. I, 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 pumpkin ale, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. No idea. Uh, it it's, it's, it's a beer that we see everywhere all of the time for the past 10 years. And then <laughs> and the one, the the one, one week. time we yeah. fucking need it, we can't find I'm it. Like, It'd be perfect. We can finally do Sleepy Hollow and we can drink the Ichabod beer. And now, of course, I can't find it fucking anywhere. Yep. So from Shipyard, um, what does that say? In uh, Portland, Maine, this is Pumpkinhead. The greatest pumpkin beer of all time. That is a lofty claim. And what's on the what's on the label, James? Uh, it is a horseman with a pumpkin head. It's a dare I say the headless horseman. It's a horseless headsman. Um, <laughs> no, no, the horse is there. Oh, if, oh, if it was does a horseless horse. headsman, it would just be a man made of heads. There's a there's a <laughs> there's a meme. I I meant to find it to show it to you because it's funny because they it's the headless horseman. And it just like shows the regular headless horseman, and mm -hmm. then there's another one that says the horseless headsman. <laughs> it's just a guy with a giant head and no horse. <laughs> oh, I thought it was funny. You know, there's even like a thought bubble. Was like, this sucks. <laughs> uh, so Pumpkinhead is a crisp, refreshing wheat ale with delightful aromatics and subtle spice flavor. To celebrate the fall season, we enhance the pumpkin flavor with a proprietary blend of spices, including cinnamon and nutmeg. Uh, decidedly not proprietary at all. A proper pint of pumpkin head is served in a pint glass rimmed with sugar and cinnamon and often accompanied by a shot of spiced rum or vanilla vodka. Ooh, Dude. damn. Wow. We, uh, we don't have that setup. I mean, I have cinnamon and sugar. Nah. I could go get it. Nah. But we're not going to do that. Uh, it's Ooh, a, that it, is really pumpkin-y. Holy wee, shit. It's a weed ale. It's 4.5 percenter. Hop varieties include Will Willamette and Saphir. Uh, malt varieties include pale ale, whole wheat, and Munich light. And package avail availability <laughs> includes... Hey, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Call me for my package availability. This, um, this smells... Wow. Like pumpkin like beer? Straight up like pumpkin pie. You don't like, like pumpkin is, beer, do you? I, I, I don't. I don't like pumpkin flavored much of anything. I, I don't hate it as much now as much as I used to. Right, like I can drink it and I can drink it. It's fine, whatever. It's not my favorite. It's not, nothing that I'm gonna actively grab myself. You like pumpkin pie? Don't. You don't. No. Really? Nope. Never have. Grow never, up, ever, dude. Ever. Sorry. I'm Grow trying. up. I'm trying. Grow up. Like, you're 37. I like. There's no reasons you should have. Like, your palate should be open to everything. It Ev is everything. Open doesn't mean I have to like it. It's yes, like a it store does. clerk. It's like I don't like every customer that comes in, but I'm open for them. That's fair. You know? That's fair. Yeah. Some of them shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bud. This smells like pumpkin pie, though, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, straight up. Mm. Mm. Oh, tastes like pumpkin pie. Wow. 
Yep, sure does. Okay, listen. Uh, there's actually a lot of cinnamon in it, and that's helping. Cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon. It's allspice. There's like a heavy allspice flavor. Um, See, I'm getting heavy cinnamon. I really am. And it's actually making it much more drinkable than a lot of other pumpkin beers. All right, listen. I haven't had all of the pumpkin beers in the world. You're, you're going to agree with their claim that this is the best. This is the best pumpkin beer I've ever tasted. Better than Screaming Pumpkin? Yes. You know, uh-huh. that's, that's, a, that's a fan favorite of a lot of people. This is better. I had a Screaming Pumpkin just a few days ago, and it was good. Wasn't this good. This is yeah, really good. That's, um, it's, it's, I like pumpkin-flavored stuff, though. I don't. This, this literally, is highly drinkable. This literally tastes like a, a slice of pumpkin pie in a, in a glass. It's crazy. James, I'm going to try pumpkin pie again this year. Dude, like, just put enough Cool Whip on it. I don't like Cool Whip. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would actually like the pumpkin pie more than I would like the Cool Whip. I really do. (laughs) How do you not like Cool Whip? I never have. I've never, like, Ready Whip even out of a can, too. I've never liked any of it. I think it's a texture thing. It's too light and fluffy. And, like, it just gums my mouth up and makes me gag. It doesn't... I don't know. Maybe it might have been the dick that the that it was on the end of that made me gag, but I don't know. I've just never liked it. I've just, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I don't know. Um, like if the girl from American, uh, not American Pie, uh, Varsity Blues yeah. came at me, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. Nah. Nah, I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> hard, hard pass. No, I'm going to pass Allie Larder. <laughs> Sorry. Because you have whipped cream on your cooch. Dude, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, That's fucked. That, I don't yeah, know. That's I, I just, weird. I've never been a fan of it. Oh, dude. I could literally, yeah. like, I could take a, a new can of Ready Whip and just, like, the whole thing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Like, in, in one one giant maybe, <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> maybe I've just never been that uh, like that big of a fan of phallic things that shoot cream into my mouth. Oh, see, there's your problem, bud. Oh, I'm homophobic. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> am not. Um, no, I, I just, I honestly, God, like, prove I, it then. <laughs> prove it. Um, no, I just, I've never liked it. I've, I've just that's, never been a fan of it. Yeah, that's really. Uh, I don't know. That's disappointing. To yeah, hear. I know. Well, I'm a disappointment. I, I, I know that. <sighs> well, now I know why your parents are so upset all the time. <clears throat> oh yeah. All right, uh, well, that's what we're drinking, and that's what we're talking about today. Now we're going to get into Trailer Trashed. Yeah. James, got a weird one for you this week. Okay. Uh, this is an animated movie. What? Yeah, but it's being brought to you by two people that know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to animation and genre movies. I'll be the judge of that. Uh, I'm going to set this up only by telling you who made it, and then we'll go from there. Uh, This is a trailer for a movie called Wendell and Wild. Now, here's the kicker. As of today, uh, what's today, the 28th? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is available actually to watch on Netflix. Oh. So, so we're gonna watch the whole thing right now and the react whole to thing, it. the <laughs> whole thing. Uh, this is called Wendell and Wild. It is from the director of A Nightmare Before Christmas and Jordan Peele. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Sure. Put those two things in your think box, and then uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So here we go. This is the trailer for. 
And I've actually not seen this either. I've seen clips of it, but not this actual trailer. So could be some new stuff from me here too. This is the trailer for Wendell and Wild. Take a deep breath. <gasps> Things happen to people I'm close to. They die. I told them, I told them, I told them. That looks pretty cool. It does. Am I the only one that's getting weird Beetlejuice vibes from it, sort of? Um, yeah, I can see I that. Don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's the fact that she has green hair. Maybe that's what it is. But I don't know. I get weird like Beetlejuice vibes um, about it. Yeah, I don't know. But a, I don't girl, know I, a girl with dead people and I yeah, don't know. it's cool. I really like how, uh, like when her demon talks, it's a there's a tattoo of like a like a like a demon mouth on the back of her hand. Yeah, and then when her demon talks, her hand covers her face and it talks through the tattoo on the back mm-hmm. of her hand. That's pretty cool. It is very, and then very the, cool. And then Key and Peel play Come on. the two grave diggers. That or was the they two are. of them, right? Yeah, I, I'm assuming it had to have been. Oh yeah, I, I thought I heard his name, and then I saw him in the credits. So, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. What you could tell from the voices. Um. Yeah, that that looks cool, man. It yeah, looks pretty I'm, fun. It, it's a fun. It's a fun like. And you can definitely see the. Uh, you can definitely see the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, influence. Uh, influence on it too. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he also directed Coraline, which is very similar to same um, same guy. Oh, so uh, like, that's Selleck, what. He, what's his name? Selleck. Uh, his name is Henry Selick or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Uh, where is it at? Uh, Henry Selick. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it just looks fun. Yeah. It's a fun Halloween movie and we're talking. And that's about out already. You said it's out today. Oh, right literally right. today. And cool. we're talking about a fun Halloween movie and sleepy hollow tonight too. That is also very, <laughs> excuse me. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, there it is. Uh, very kid centric, if you will, like gate. we always talk about gateway horror and things that like. Things are good for kids, but then are good throughout your entire life. Yeah. Like, I feel like Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, all those kind of animated movies are good for that. The same way that, like, Sleepy Hollow, Beetlejuice, you know, like... Right. They're they're all part of the same same umbrella, so... I've never seen Coraline, but I've, I've heard it's pretty... Oh, it's great. I've heard it's pretty fucked it's fantastic. up. Fantastic. That and Paranorman, both both I've, I've great heard that, animated... I've uh, heard that Coraline is, like, spooky movies. maybe a little too creepy for kids, though. No, Isn't it I, very dark and well, twisted? I mean, it is. I mean, the subject matter is, I guess, but... I've never seen it, yeah, so it's I good. don't know. Well, you should watch it. Um, watch it with all your kids and then tell me if it's too much. <laughs> all of my kids? Yes. All of them? Well, you have more than one, so yes, all yeah. of them. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought you were, I thought you were letting the secret loose. Oh, not those ones. No, <laughs> my, no, 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 no. My many, many children. Then you'd have to pay child support. Oh. We don't want that. That wouldn't work out. You can't yeah. afford that. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Wendell and Wild. Uh, yeah, check fun. it out right now on Netflix. Cool, man. Like, go do it. All right. Now. Well, hey, that was go. Trailer Trashed. We watched a trailer. I'm trashed. So now we're going to get into the Bleed Feed. Hey, James. What? You know what Halloween makes popular? What? Dead things. Oh, no. We got one this week. <laughs> so disrespectful, So dude. disrespectful. Um, let's see here. Uh, actor Leslie Jordan has passed away this week at the age of 67. Uh, following I, I a, thought uh, he was older than that. 
No, he mm. was only 67, and uh, apparently he was in a tragic car accident Oof. in Hollywood. It sounds as though he had a medical emergency that happened, and his BMW uh, got into a car accident, and um, he ended up passing away from it, which is super sad. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Leslie Jordan, though, uh, people will probably know him best from his roles in American Horror Story. Well, people, um, I guess people in our listenership, they would know him a lot from other things, but wait, for horror purposes. Well, for horror purposes, yeah. He was in Will and Grace and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, he was hilarious on Will and Grace. Um, but American Horror Story, though, he played Quentin Fleming, Quentin Fleming in Coven, and then he was also in Roanoke, and then he was also in uh, American Horror Story 1984. So he was in a lot of the different incarnations of that. He was also in the best Jason movie ever, Jason Goes to Hell. Um, tons of other... Mike like, doesn't speak for both of us on yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Uh, tons of other TV shows and whatnot. He was a big TV actor. Um, so rest in peace to Leslie Jordan. Yeah, rest That's, in peace. That's a bummer. It sucks when you hear, especially like that, you know? Yeah. Like it sucks. Like it is, if he wasn't in his car, he'd probably still yeah. be with us, you yeah. know? It sucks. Um, okay, moving on to the news for this week. Uh, Shelley Duvall has not been in a movie in over 20 years, which is crazy. Uh, she, uh, obviously, she is famous for being uh, in The Shining. Yeah. Uh, Stephen King's most loved adaptation, The Shining. <laughs> um, but uh, she is going to be in Scott Goldberg's upcoming werewolf movie, The Forest Hills, uh, set to, uh, alongside D. Wallace. Yeah. And our Lord and Savior, Edward Furlong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't, not sure why this is the thing that brings you out of retirement for 20 years, but, uh, maybe, maybe she's got a thing for Eddie Furlong. Well, Shelley maybe du- she's a big, uh, T2 fan. Who knows? Shelly Duvall's had a, like a rough go of it the last couple decades too, hasn't she? Did her cigarette ash finally fall? <laughs> longest, <laughs> longest cigarette ash in all of cinema. Um, uh, it was, yeah, there was, uh, I think just a couple years ago she was on, she was either on Dr. Phil or she did an interview with him. About what? Dr. Phil. Just like how her life kind of spun out of control oh, after no shit. she, like, she, cause she's, you know, she took a hiatus from, or, well, she really, she couldn't find any acting work. And then uh, she struggled with mental health for a really long time. How do you and, do a movie like The Shining and then not find work? That's crazy to me. Well, I think, I like I said, I, I think she struggled with mental health issues. So uh, it probably, you know, like in trying to find work, it probably just made made that worse and eventually just sort of tail spun a bit. Sure, so, I get that. Um, no, it's cool, though, to hear that she's, you know, getting back in the saddle and, and coming back to the screen because it, it was a it was a really kind of heartbreaking interview. And he offered her treatment, like offered her help, and she refused it. I kind of want to go. So, I kind of want to go back and watch that for weird reasons. I guess it's but it's like, interesting. It, uh, yeah. I mean, like because uh, we know her so well from you know when we were younger. From especially, I well, I I was just I was just saying to you um, off air. I can't believe that the Popeye movie is from 1981. Yeah, that's weird. Long time I never Williams. realized that yep. that movie came out four years before I was even born. Yup, that's nuts. Yup, but uh, it, yeah, like we grew up with her face we know who she was so like her being gone for so long and then like 
that interview kind of shedding light on where she's been and what she's been struggling with. Uh-huh. It is very interesting, so you should check it out. But yep. yeah, it's cool that she's uh, making a return. Um, okay, moving on here, though. Um, in 2020, Adam Caesar gave us uh, a new book. Yes, James, talking about books. Oh, no. It's called Clown in a Cornfield. Have you heard of this? Corn in a clown field? Or corn in a cl- <laughs> yes, corn in a clown field. Uh, <laughs> no. Corn in a corn field. Uh, was it was a overnight. It was like a smashing success, like a, a huge, uh, huge reaction to it. There's been a sequel to it uh, and whatnot. Uh, it is being adapted into a live action film by Eli Craig, who directed Tucker and Dale versus the Evil, like which that. is maybe one of the best horror comedies ever made. Yeah. Um, in the book. Uh, Quinn Maybrook and her father have moved to a tiny, boring Kettle Springs to find a fresh start. But what they don't know is that ever since Bay Pen Corn Syrup Factory shut down, Kettle Springs has cracked in half. On one side are the adults who are desperate to make the Kettle Springs great again. And on the other side are kids who want to have fun, make prank videos, and get out as quick as they can. Sounds like the old guard versus the the new guard, if you will. Sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, until uh, the mascot, creepy clown, and a pork pie hat goes homicidal and decides that the only way for Kettle Springs to grow back is to call the rotten crop of kids who live there now. Huh. Interesting. I've heard nothing but good things about this book. Reminds reminds me a little bit about, uh, a little bit of... um... Dark Harvest, I just read a couple months ago. Okay. I, I don't know. It's kind of got that same feel. Like uh, this um, town town mascot or this town legend that comes to life one... I, I mean, they don't mention in this book that it's once a year, but comes to life once a year to go out and kill kids or the kids have to try and kill it to, you know, claim their prize or whatever. It's, okay. I don't know. Kind of reminds me of that same... Same kind of vibe. Fair enough. I've never heard of this before, though. So yeah, I no, it was. It I, a lot of people have talked about this book. Apparently, it's extremely popular. I've not read it. Uh, Clive Barker said, "An author who knows how to make us afraid." No. Oh. So, I mean, if, if you got Clive saying it, it's got to be good, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Anyway, so if you're um, if you've heard of this before and you're a fan of it, that's news for you. Um, here's, <laughs> here's we we haven't. So why we're covering it? We don't know. Uh, here's something you've heard of, James. Um, Friday the Thirteenth. Heard of it? Never. Never. Sweeney Todd, heard of it? Never. Never. Lost Boys, heard of it? Do you have anything like popular? Never. Anything from popular culture? That uh, I'm... Freddy vs. Jason. We know that one. Rings a bell. <laughs> wow, this is going to be an interesting <laughs> episode. Uh, what do all these things have in common? The prop store is doing an auction of props. Oh, really? Not that anybody's ever going to be able to afford this shit, um, but it's fun to mention because it's really, really cool stuff that is coming up on the uh, auction block. Um, let's see here. On uh, Thursday 3rd through Sunday the 6th of November, um, there's going to be uh, an auction for a lot of these screen-used props. Okay. If you're interested in it, you can go to propstore.com slash live auction. Uh, all the information is there. If you're interested in this kind of stuff, though, um, here's the deal. On um, what you can get. The huge list here. Uh, ooh, Evil Dead 2. Motherfucker. There's an <laughs> Evil Dead 2 thing on here. Okay, um, some of the things you can get. Uh, from Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, you can get Jason Voorhees' screen-matched hockey mask. Uh, apparently, it is... it is Screen-matched? Not screen-used? Uh, that's what it says. However, the price here for it, they're, they're estimating, you know, they have estimated prices for all yeah. these things. Forty-five to sixty-eight thousand dollars. What? 
that's a thing. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, the Lost Boys. You have Kiefer Sutherland's David's wig, earring, coat, and trousers. They're ex- estimating between thirty-four and fifty-seven thousand dollars. Mm, what I wouldn't do to have those trousers. These prices seem really high. Well, I'm not gonna lie; they seem super high. I mean, if it's um, fucking, if it, but it's the whole like it's the whole thing all together. Yeah, it's uh, the coat, it's the trousers, it's the shirt, it's sure. the earring for Freddy versus Jason. And Freddy- it and it comes on this dope mannequin. I'm actually on the website looking like it comes on the full size mannequin. Oh well, that's fun. Okay, fair. But enough. am I gonna pay seventy grand for it? No, no probably not. <laughs> uh, from Freddy versus Jason because that's topical. Oh, uh, Freddy's glove. Is uh, looking to fetch between twenty eight and thirty nine thousand dollars. Not bad, just for a glove. Not bad, crazy. Um, what did I see else on here? Um, there was Evil Dead Two, the stop motion Ash hand armature. You want to buy this for me? Only eleven to seventeen thousand dollars. It's like the inner workings of the hand. See, that's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, anyway, though, if you're into this kind of stuff and you have disposable income that no person in our <laughs> in our, uh, our our genre of fans ever has, then uh, go buy some stuff. Oh. Our genre of fans. The Austin Powers blue crushed velvet suit. Oh, how much? Bro. That's not on my list because it's not horror. But how no, much? No, I know. I it doesn't it doesn't have a price on it, Damn. but it's it's gonna be up there. I'd sell my mojo for that. That's fine. Damn. Apparently, you can get the. From one of the movies, it's the um, the child ripping out of Freddy Krueger's chest from I think Dream Child. Really? Yeah, like that. It is it is from Dream Child. Uh, you can get that whole mock up. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks fucking incredible. Were these in U.S. dollars that you were reading? Yes, because yes, this they is were. all in uh, pounds. Yeah, it's a it's a European uh, auction, but I have the conversions. Okay, next to all the all stuff. Right. Um, oh, the oh the xenomorph egg Ooh. from Aliens. Damn, that's cool. Shit, this is just a cool website to kind of peruse and see all the cool stuff that you could buy if you were rich. <laughs> if you were rich, that's the key <laughs> word there, yeah. Um, okay, moving on here. Uh, Soth number 10 is coming out next year. Really? We're at 10 saws, a decade's worth of saws. Okay. Um, Actually, more than a decade, but you know what I mean. Um, let's see here. Uh, Saw 10 is coming out next year, and Tobin Bell has been announced to be in Saw 10. Nice. He is coming back to the franchise. Nice. Um, I have no idea if this movie is actually coming off of uh, Spiral. I, I hope that it would. I mean, that would make sense, right? They're that calling would... it... See, they're calling Spiral a reboot, which I don't think that it was a reboot. Spiral was a... I mean, it was Spiral from the Book of Saw. Yeah, it was like... A, uh, it references the original movies. How is that a reboot? Yeah, it was like it was like a group... like a. It was like people who were essentially continuing uh his legacy yeah i don't i don't get why they're calling it that but Hmm. uh he has been announced though to be returning to the franchise so that's very exciting 20 years by the way i mean you said a decade's worth just because it's like 10 10 movie but like can you believe that the first saw movie came out almost 20 years ago yeah because carrie always looks like shit now (laughs) <laughs> um i don't know if he does or not but you know uh anyway though uh moving on here to the last bit of news um if you were not a fan of uh halloween ends which we covered last week we liked it but a lot of people out there did not um if you want a much more satisfying story according to the people that have read it you might like halloween ends the official novelization oh apparently it uh it quote unquote does its own thing in a way that is 
not normally seen. Like, even though novelizations always have extended bits and do things a little bit differently, apparently the novelization for Halloween Ends is hugely different. Um, it goes on to say that uh, there's creative callbacks and new characters from everything from the cult of Thorn to the family of Trainer. What? Um, adds a whole bunch of stuff in there. Um, it picks up directly where Kills left off and shows where he goes for refuge after Halloween night. Okay. There's tons of bonus kills. Um, the way that they the way that they describe it here is that uh, it's basically they're saying um, they're the same thing essentially, but one is expanded to the size of a mansion while the other remains caged in a hastily put together hour and forty five minute tiny house. Mm. That's the way they describe. Bloody disgusting, kind of, at least describes it that oh, way. I was gonna say, is this the people who? Made the novelization because shots fired. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it kind of <laughs> sounds like if if the people that made the novelization expanded it that much, shots fired. I mean, they, they it um, sounds like they made a better story. <clears throat> I'm actually really interested to read this. I am too. Um, it um, says that it's way more satisfying at the very end too. Like there's, it's way more fleshed out. So I actually might pick this up and and read it because it sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely. Uh, curious i or if you're like james and you don't know how to read i'm sure you can get it on an audiobook um or just uh, pay somebody to read it to you oh that's fun that's doable (laughs) fiverr fiverr is a website that exists Ooh. so read me this book for five bucks (laughs) the whole thing i want you to read me it you know what for five bucks too you can probably get like five hours of a hooker's time oh and have her read read it to you yeah yeah Yeah. well that's assuming she's literate well (laughs) At least you won't get syphilis. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, God. though, uh, if you're into that, though, if you're into books and words and shit and you didn't like Halloween Ends, this could be for you. I'm into all three of those things. So. There you go. <clears throat> uh, all right, James, that's the news. Cool, man. So uh, we're going to take a break. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> Mike's going to drive to work real quick to pick something up. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Sleepy Hollow and... Freddy versus Jason. J. Freddy versus versus Jason. It was Freddy versus J. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. J. Muse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. When you think of Halloween, James, how would you describe the perfect Halloween night? The perfect Halloween night? The perfect Halloween night. All right. Uh, at, at, this age, picture. at this age or when I was younger? Mix of both. A, mi- <laughs> <laughs> A mix of both. All right. So picture this. I'm 10 years old. Okay. And I'm taking my children out for trick or treat. Sexy. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> my wife, who is 15... Is dressed like a total hoe. Because <laughs> dressed like a toad. <laughs> All right. Okay. A horny toad. A horny toad. <laughs> nice. Um, no. Uh, Bring per- it in. Perfect Halloween night. When I was a kid, I mean, obviously, you go out, you trick or treat, you come back home, you dump your spoils out onto the floor, 
and you and your cousin and your sister and maybe a couple of other neighborhood kids sit there and you do tradesies. It's a weird orgy. Um, well, the thumb was different though. I get it. Yeah, yeah, we did things <laughs> our own way. Uh, you do tradesies, you know? Oh yeah, of course. Try to get as many <clears throat> peanut butter cups as oh, you possibly yes, can, right? Yes. Or um, those Reese's. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then maybe like one of my most memorable, one of my most memorable Halloweens was. On Halloween night one year was the world premiere of Ah Real Monsters on Nickelodeon. So I went out, I trick-or-treated, I came home, me and my cousin TJ sat there divvying up our candy, and we watched the world premiere of Ah Real Monsters, and it was fucking awesome. Damn, dude. That's a a memory I've ever heard of. That was a cool year. Um, As an adult... Like uh, I don't mean mean like, as much as I loved hearing that story, Yeah, I meant like like the tone of the night like like what's your perfect night like actual night oh like the weather and stuff like like that everything yeah um like paint me a picture all right so well tongue (laughs) (laughs) oh god that makes me fucking shiver there's like there's influencers now like ethot chicks like who what they what have ethot chick uh, you know what a thought is right no. that hoe over there <laughs> i think what? that's is that really what i think that's what it stands for like yeah like e-girls basically who you I know hate, they just i hate the world we live in. oh yeah it sucks. i hate it oh yeah there's girls on twitch who literally just like uh i can't remember her name but she she's Why got are you on twitch so much i'm not on twitch but i'm i watch youtubers who talk about twitch and stuff like that's that so much better and uh um there's what the hell's her name? I can't remember. Doesn't she's like matter. she's like the she's like the most she's like the most paid uh, e girl in the world. And she, she the chick that stole her bath water. No, not that girl. Um, <clears throat> that was the girl with the pink hair. This girl, this girl has red hair. Why she, do you know this stuff? Why do I know the color of a girl's hair? Of these specific people. I fucking just told you that I watch YouTubers who talk about shit like this. Why? Oh, my God. Never <laughs> fucking mind, dude. But this chi- this chick, she literally just licks. She has a microphone that's shaped like an ear, and she just licks the microphone, and people pay her, like, $30,000 a night just to do this. It's fucked up. I I, I got nothing. Where did? The, how did we get into this? I don't know. I asked you to paint your. You to, oh, you asked night. me to paint me a picture with your tongue. You asked for that, dude. Words, James. You asked for that. I meant you words. asked me for. You asked me to paint a picture with my tongue. Jesus. And and that's what you end up with. I, I don't apologize. ask me questions like that unless you want to go off onto tangents. I apologize about chicks licking microphones and getting paid for it. I apologize for asking. It's not fair. Okay. Why can't I lick my microphone and get paid thirty thousand dollars? Gross. That was gross. It was really gross. You're right. Especially the fact that you made eye contact with me while you did it. Um, uh, no, the perfect tone of the night. So the night starts. It's cool. Okay. It's cool because you're in your costume. You don't want to be hot while you're running around the streets. So the night starts off cool. Right around midway through trick-or-treating, it starts to mist just a little bit. Not, Ooh, not raining. I don't know how I feel about that. Not raining. Okay. Not raining. Just misting a little bit. Maybe a light fog. By the time you get back home, you're about a block from home. The wind picks up a little bit. The leaves start to rustle. And it starts to drizzle a little bit. 
So as you're walking in... Who wants it to rain on Halloween? You asked me to paint you a fucking picture with my tongue. I didn't Do know... Do you want this description or not? I didn't realize it would be this disappointing. Oh, fuck sake. Okay, <laughs> tell, tell me your perfect fucking Halloween then. It's a crisp night because oh. you don't want it to be too hot. Oh, uh, right, right the around. fog rolls in. And then uh, a bunch of pump- a bunch of puppies come and greet me at my door, cause I like a nice warm pile of puppies to roll into. Go fuck yourself. You, you don't know true Halloween horror. You don't know what it is. Keep going. Keep going. Let's hear how disappointing your Halloween night is. I go home and I cry myself to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, paint me your your perfect no, picture. I, I I I was trying to. It's a crisp, cool night. Yeah. The fog rolls in. The street lights kind of shine through the fog. Okay. You're walking with a whole bunch of other people. Okay. It's a perfect Halloween night. So everything that I just said, except for a little bit of mist, is the no. Deal I never said you. anything about rain. I don't know why you want it to rain so bad. I don't want. It's just dude, weird. No, I want it to mist. I want it to mist. Because you're because you're running from house to house, you're starting to work up a little bit of a sweat and that mist. It's like when you're standing in it's like no. when you're dude, fuck you. You're crazy. You're you insane. You you know nothing about how Halloween should go. Okay. You don't. Okay. You had a terrible childhood. I, I, I mean I did. And you couldn't even watch Ariel Monsters, the world premiere, because you didn't have Nickelodeon. I did though. <laughs> did you? I did. I thought you didn't have cable when you were younger. Whoever said that? I thought you didn't have cable. Am I a poor person? <laughs> <laughs> that is not the mark of a poor person. I mean, it might be. I don't have cable right now. You're a poor person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what that means. Wait, is that what I am? Son of a bitch. Anyway, I'm all, all of that was literally to paint the picture of Sleepy Hollow when you completely fucked it up. Oh, no, I did not. No, I did not. Because t- try and tell me. Try and tell me that when Ichabod Crane first walks into Sleepy Hollow, there's not a light mist. You can't see it, but it's felt. You know that when he's walking up to the Van Tassel, uh, or is it Van Tassel or is it Garrett? The only, the only. You know when he's walking up to the Van Tassel residence the that there's moisture, a light mist. The only moisture that was happening in that movie is when he walked in and he got kissed by Christina Ricci. That is the only moisture. In that entire scene. Listen, I agree with you on that. <laughs> no, there's no way, dude. Like, when he was walking up, there was a light mist. Why do you think his hair had, like, a sheen to it when he walked in? Because he's Johnny Depp. Because <sighs> he was Johnny Depp walking through a light mist. Because that Sleepy is the... Sleepy Hollow from 1999. I'm cutting you off. Right. Uh, Sleepy Hollow from 1999, directed by the one and only Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Uh, produced... By Francis Ford Coppola. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I did not know that. Music by Danny Elfman. Well, yeah. Should we go on? Like, I mean, a, it's a perfect movie. I mean, Dan, uh, Tim Burton, Danny Elfman, and Johnny Depp are like Johnny it's, Depp. Yeah, it's a that is the it's trifecta. The, it's the power throuple. The, it is. It you is. Know? Uh, you could do anything with those three attached to it, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, why Johnny Depp, well, we all know why Johnny Depp's not in it. Johnny Depp should be in the new Adams Family reboot somehow, some way with Tim Burton, Christina Ricci. Like, it's perfect, right? He should be in it. Um, I feel like he could, he could play thing, even if it was just the hand. 
Yeah, that's the perfect. yeah, that's the thing. Like if he was gonna and be you know in what? it, it would he have should. If he was gonna be in it, it would have to be a small role. Yeah. Kind of kind of how he was uh Gila Point. Gila Point, yes. Like it needs to be because he's too big of an actor to be just like straight up in the Adams family. There's a weird connection. He between... needs to have he needs to be the biggest actor with the smallest role. There's a weird connection between this movie and Tusk. Why? Which is not not necessarily that it's related intentionally, but it's related in how Johnny Depp approached it. Okay, which is, which is interesting. Um, anyway, though, uh, Ichabod Ooh. Ichabod Crane is sent to Sleepy Hollow to investigate the decapitations of three people, with the culprit being the legendary apparition, the Headless Horseman. The if you've headman. never seen Sleepy Hollow, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, we we've wanted to do this movie for a long time because it's, it's a, a classic. Would, would you say it's a mood piece? No, the Halloween piece. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Just <laughs> plain, work. plain and simple. Just work with me here. Plain and simple. Uh, starring an absolutely friggin' stacked cast. That's yeah, a big cast. Wow. Johnny Depp as Ichabod Crane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christina Ricci, like we said, as Katrina Von Tassel. Uh, you have Miranda Richardson as Lady Von Tassel. Um, Casper fucking Van Dien from Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers himself. And that's it. Uh, as Brom Van Burnt, here's the thing that killed me about this movie. Casper Van Dien got higher booking than Christopher Lee in the opening credits of this movie, and that depresses me. Well, a lot. Christopher Lee's only in. I don't care. Thirty five seconds of the movie. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Casper Van Dien should never have higher booking than Christopher Lee. Uh, Christopher Lee is in it. Uh, Jeffrey Jones is in it. Uh, amazingly, Ian McDermott is uh, McDermott is in it. Uh, Michael Goff is in it. Christopher fucking Walken is in it. Martin Landau is in it. Like crazy cast, absolutely crazy cast. Um, the Christopher Walken inclusion is interesting to me, considering he plays a character that has zero lines, mm-hmm. and it reminds me a lot of the Jamie Fox Spawn. Unless you count. Ah! Ah! No, but I mean, it does have his his trademark accent, in fairness. (laughs) It does. You can hear it. Um, But yeah, he has no lines. He's just the crazy horseman with with filed down teeth. Yeah. Looking like the penguin for some reason, which is weird because he played the penguins uh, like handler, if you will. Oh, yeah. In Batman Returns. He almost like he's got the same haircut. He does. Yeah. It's hard to see this movie without seeing his character in that movie <laughs> yeah. mixed with the penguin, which is weird. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, um, and Tim Burton again. So who knows? Maybe it was the same people. Who yeah. knows? I love this movie. <laughs> I do too. I do. I love like it I so said, much. It's a, it's a, it's at least a once a year, uh, watch for me. It's just, there's a few movies. There's a few movies for me that, um, that like when it's a like a gray and gloomy day, that's my go. Like this is one of my go tos. Even in the summer, um, if it's a gray gloomy day. I mean, how many gray and gloomy days do you have during the summer? You don't really don't have too many. It's usually when <laughs> depends fall, on where you live, I guess. It's usually when fall hits, but uh, it's like I have certain music that I listen to on gray rainy days. AFI, like I is sure my number one go to for gray rainy days. Um, this is one of my number one go-tos for gray rainy days as far as movies go this and sweeney todd the fact that they're both 
Johnny Depp, Tim what Burton, does that tell you? Danny Elfman movie. Is yeah. like, is, is that a coincidence? Probably not. No. Um, but uh, it's what they do best. Yeah, I love this movie, and I love what they did with Ichabod Crane. Like, uh, you know, in the in the original Washington Irving stories, uh, he's a school teacher, and um, bringing him in as a as a detective in this movie, I feel like it's it's one of those like people complain about filmmakers taking liberties with with certain aspects of old stories. Yeah. And I feel like this is one that's just completely non-offensive. Not at all. Cuz he's still a he's still a uh he's still an academic. Mm-hmm. Cuz he comes in, he's you know, he's it, it's it he still sort of has that same presence in town. It's just uh using him as a as a detective, like using him as somebody who's coming in to try and solve these murders is I think it, it's smart. Actually. It works really well. Yeah. Um and Johnny Depp as Ichabod Crane, I thought he did such a good job. So one of the things that I mentioned is there's a <clears throat> there's a, a, a byline through this movie in Tusk, and that is that in the original Washington Irving story, he's described Ichabod Crane is described as an unattractive, kind of unsettling kind of guy or whatever. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, obviously Johnny Depp plays a very well put together, attractive quirky but attractive kind of guy he's quite dashing and apparently uh johnny depp had wanted to ugly himself up a little bit oh. whereas tim burton wanted to make the ugliness more of his personality not yeah. his looks yeah and it just reminds me of tusk a lot though where he purposely put a prosthetic penis on his face to <laughs> ugly himself up yeah. like that kind of seems like a thing that depp likes to do is put himself under prosthesis to change his appearance and make himself you know, maybe he's just vain and thinks he's too attractive for the screen. <laughs> Who knows? He's not wrong. But, like, it just it, it reminded me of that, though. He's like, yep. would you mind if I put a penis on my face? Like, <laughs> if Tim Burton would have let him do that back then, I guarantee you he probably would have. <laughs> you know? Um, I just find that funny. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to say this right off the bat because you kind of already touched on it a little bit. I thought that this movie is 100% the children's version of From Hell. They're oh, the same. Yes. Okay. They're the exact same right. movie. So that's the double feature. Yeah. yeah. Um they're the same exact movie. Yeah. The tone is the same. Yep. The the plot is practically the same. Like one's beheadings, one's gruesome murders. It's like it's like literally the kids' version of the other one. And and vice versa. From hell is from hell a uh I'm gonna sound like a complete idiot if this is wrong, but it's from hell. It's I know it's based off of uh, Jack the Ripper. Uh, well, I know it's based off of Jack the Ripper. Is it based off of a graphic novel? Was it originally a graphic novel? I don't believe so. No. No. Nope. Okay. Um, maybe it just has that feel to it. But yeah, yeah. These total like tonally, these they they definitely have uh like a, a very similar feel to them. Yeah. From Hell obviously is much more gruesome. Like if but you this, take like if you movie's... take From Hell and like Scooby Doo made a movie out of it, you would get Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it feels like. Yeah. Um. And 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 yeah, absolutely perfect. Both of them obviously starring Johnny Depp, so that helps a lot because they're practically the same character. Like yeah. one's an inspector, well, one's a detective. Like, except they're... for. Yeah, I and and actually, I kind of got I kind of got the two mixed up in the beginning of this movie. In the beginning of this movie, I kept 
I I kept thinking like when are they gonna show the fact that Ichabod Crane is a a fucking dope fiend <laughs> because in From Hell he's a, he's yeah. an opium addict he's chasing the and then I was like oh shit that's From Hell because they are very similar characters um I just I, I just as a side note I like Johnny Depp a lot so do I I can't I can't bring myself to uh, you know like jump on the hate train I know that everybody like. Even even before all the shit that happened in the past couple of years went down with him, like people were sort of hating on him for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm not. I just. I'm, I mean, after this, after all of his trial and stuff with Heard, I think he actually came out looking way better. You know, his his career is actually on yeah. an upswing right now. Yeah. And I think that, like, I think in real life he's got his issues. Like, I think oh, sure. I think he's probably kind of a dick in real life. As an actor, though, I've always thought he was really good and. uh I like him on screen. I just I think he I think he does an an excellent job. And he really uh in this movie I love his it's it's unintentional and and kind of subliminally intentional at the same time like his performance in this movie is super comedic. Sure. Just with like how inept Ichabod Crane is cuz he comes in as like um he wants to be the he wants to be this guy who's on the cutting edge of uh scientific technology when it All comes of his to his scientific technology is quackery. Yeah. Like every bit of it. Well he's like it's it's almost he's 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 right there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's right on the edge of 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 uh making breakthroughs in in solving crimes. Cause he's like everybody else, like you want to talk about real real quackery. When he's standing in front of the the uh, the high court, mm. and he's saying like, "You gotta stop just using torture methods <laughs> to to try and like figure all this shit out. Like, let me actually try and solve crimes." And so it's, I think it's exemplified perfectly in the scene where he's he sees the first uh, decapitated victim. And he goes over and he pours like this solvent on the ground that starts smoking. Mm-hmm. Goes, he's like, oh, there's a chemical reaction, which means the head was cut off in one fell swoop one of a, swoop one slice. Like, yeah. How could that possibly? And, and he knows, though, because the way that he's describing it, it's like he knows he's trying to just come off. Oh, he's like, yeah, like looking around yeah, like, out like, of the corners of his eyes. Like, is anybody going to catch me? Does anybody know I'm bullshitting them? But then he puts on the glasses, which look ridiculous. Yeah. And he looks at the wound and he realizes, well, this was cauterized right. by like a, like and that's actually scientific so it's right. like he has this juxtaposition between quackery and actual science he's that i'm not sure he even knows the difference between yeah you know he's simultaneously doing the fake it till you make it but also making it but also yeah like actually making it in some ways yeah um and and i like i like the fact that in this movie he's got he's he's almost like the the sherlock holmes and he takes this kid under his wing who kind of becomes the Watson. Mm-hmm. And there are there are a lot of there are a lot of instances throughout the movie where he wouldn't know the things that like he's the brilliant detective, you know, the constable who's here to sol- solve the mystery. A lot of the things he wouldn't know unless it you know if it weren't for the kid. Oh, sure. bringing certain things to light for him. Sure. So it's funny how he kind of blows the kid off at the beginning of the movie saying oh, i can't you know like i can't just be babysitting you for the rest because your parents but are he dead needs him. yeah but the, ultimately the kid ends up not only saving his life in certain in, in certain instances but like being the um 
being the uh, the the person who brings information to the table that is vital to yeah. actually solving the mystery. Well, he's also smart in and of himself too, though, because like he solves the the there's five five deaths, but only four graves riddle. Right. You know, like he figures that out on his own. He goes to leave town at one point in time, and then like realizes something, turns around, and comes back and proves his worth. Like, like he's good at what he does. Even if he doesn't really trust in himself, um, I don't know. I, I I love this movie. I think that uh, that Tim Burton was the perfect person to direct this because like the tone of the movie, the feeling of the movie, like it's it's tailor made for a Tim Burton like atmosphere. The freaking death tree, the the oh, tree so of the good. dead. It's, it's so good. It's so Tim Burton. So good. <laughs> love it. Um, but yeah, like it it pretty much follows the. It pretty much follows the typical Sleepy Hollow, Legend of Sleepy Hollow uh, story in that the townsfolk are scared of this um, this entity who's mm-hmm. coming back. I like how they do. I do like how they give him the backstory that he was a Hessian assassin, basically, who was brought in to um, brought in to basically whip people back in line to keep them under the wing of the. Of the monarchy and stuff like that. It's yeah. It's it's a cool backstory and it, it works really well. It always kills me when they show flashbacks of these types of characters where they're in these big giant battles, right? And they're and they, his whole thing was that he would just cut off people's heads like crazy. And he's in this big battle and then he just stops fighting and just starts roaring, if you will, <laughs> to like the entire battlefield. Like, wouldn't somebody just stab him? <laughs> like like just get him in the gut, you know? That's or kill I, his horse, something. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I want to see in one of these movies. Like as the guy stops to raise his arms <laughs> victoriously. Ah and somebody just like walks up and goes, poke. Got just, you. <laughs> <laughs> just like stabs him in the heart with a spear. And he's like really he's like right in the middle of a sea of like fighting. Like, come on, come on. Um I love the fact. Here's the thing about this movie. It's it's weird because it, with the stacked cast and everybody that's in it, the this movie like less tries to be a believable piece of like film fiction, and it more so plays to me at least almost like you're watching a stage play. Like you know what you're watching is not the actual thing that happened. Like mm. everybody that is playing these characters are playing a part. Right, yeah. like it, it feels that way to me for for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because of the cast, because there's so many familiar faces in the cast, or whatever it is. It just feels very like you're watching people put on a performance, mm-hmm. but not in a bad way. No, not in a bad way at all. Like I don't know. Did you get that? Yeah, I I I kind of feel that way with a lot of Tim Burton movies. I don't know if it's just his it's just his style, his directorial style, or yeah, uh, uh, you know what it is? it's it's the set pieces too. Sure. Well, because like Tim Burton's like you know like I said the Tree of the Dead is so it's so uh, tang uh, not tangled like it's definitely tangled. It's, it's I mean, twist it, yeah. it's twisted and tangled. Like he has that very uh, recognizable style that is present in all of his movies. Everything the, just looks a little left to center. Yeah. Like not completely realistic, but also not completely. It's kind of, it's kind of like, um, uh, is it, what's it called? Like German expressionism. Yeah. Like cabinet of Dr. Caligari kind of stuff. Like the weird, how everything's the got weird like angles. weird angles yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I, I think that's, I think that's, part of what lends itself to that stage stage play kind of yeah, feel. Yeah, absolutely. 
Because um, it's not exactly realistic. Right. Like, everything seems put on. Yeah. Just kind of. Everything yeah. seems like a fantasy, sort of. Then you have characters like Christina Ricci, who comes in, <laughs> and she plays a very down-to-earth type character. Yeah. Opposite uh, Johnny Depp. And I thought she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she's, she was 19, I think, when she did this movie. <laughs> was she? She looks like she's 14, which is weird. Yeah. Um, But I think she was 19 when she did this movie. I, I think that's, my math was right. Not thought I looked it up for any particular reason. <laughs> um, no, Christina Ricci, she's a babe. Come on. Uh, we, we just touched on this last week. Um, but she's she's great, though, because she actually plays like the character that keeps everything grounded a little bit around Ichabod Crane. Um, I thought she was... Uh, with her and Casper Van Dien, I just thought were a great couple. I'm a little a little upset that he died, you know. I thought uh, I thought they were great together. Yeah, but <laughs> like, uh, but he played he played uh, Brom, who if if you go back to the we actually just watched the uh, the original Legend of Sleepy Hollow the animated one mm-hmm. this past weekend. Okay, and Brom is well. First of all, he's Gaston from. Oh, is he really? Oh well, I mean, if you look at the the animation, like oh, I think was, it was the same guy. I mean, like if you look, like he he basically is like he had to be he had to be the number one um, inspiration for Gaston when they okay. were making Beauty and the Beast. He looks exactly like him. He's the big brute brutish like hunter in town, and he's vying for the affections of of of. Uh, you know who I think of when the you describe that? The most eligible bachelorette. What? You know who I think of when you describe that? Who? Casper Van Dien. <laughs> That's who I think of. <laughs> so I mean, but he's he's the dick in town. Like I I I I don't think that he should have ended up with with uh what's her face? What was, what was her name? Oh, I don't know. She's Christina Ricci. I don't know her fucking character's name why is she not even in katrina like the, she was she's not even in the t- oh there she is she's katrina van tassel she's number two dude. Yeah, yeah yeah i wasn't looking on the, on that side um his his death always uh like watching this movie when i was i would i was 14 when this came out casper casper van Dien's death was always the one that stood out to me the most because it, it happens so quickly uh-huh. and you're just like how the fuck <laughs> How did that? And actually, I always thought because uh, he's he ends up fighting with like the two, um, what do you call those, like sickles? Yeah. He ends up fighting with the two sickles, and then and then the headless horseman does the little move to where he's basically hugging himself with the two sickles. Yeah. I always thought that the headless horseman kind of like hit his hands and make him he made him cut himself in half with the two sickles. But that's not what he does. No. So they kind of like. They don't really use that move that he did to the full effect then. You know what I mean? Well, it was a kid's story. They couldn't really. I mean, well, it's not a kid's. This is not this a kid. Is a, oh, this sure is not is. a kid's movie, this dude. This is a kid's movie. How was this a kid's movie? Well, look at the look at the, 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 the weird like animated CG they use in it. That's very much like a, a, a kid's movie. This is this movie is incredibly violent. It It is, but it isn't. I would every, not. Every decapitation, there's no blood to it. Well, because it cauterizes the wound. Well, why do you think Dude, that is? Because there's no blood. That doesn't. That's still decapitation, though. <laughs> like, I don't know. This this definitely seems like a kids movie to me. All right, here I have not like young kids, but like like preteen. I would not show this movie to my kids. Really? No. You don't think they can handle it? No. No. Absolutely not. 
No. <laughs> okay. No, this no. Put yourself put yourself in the shoes. My daughter's seven. Put yourself in the shoes of a seven year old watching this movie. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You'd lose your mind. Maybe. Maybe. No. Learn about death somehow. No, this movie would be way too scary. Because there's something of. Then who's it made for then? Because it's definitely not an adult movie. So who's it made for? I think it's. Uh, I, I think there's. I think it's adult oriented enough for it to be an adult movie why is it not an adult movie i don't know it, it just doesn't feel like it to me like i said a lot of the cg There's, in this movie is the, super the, cartoon the reason super... it doesn't feel like it to you though is because it's tim burton and because everything else that you know of tim burton is like it's it, it might have like an air of spookiness to it but mm-hmm. it's mostly family friendly this, Maybe. Is there anything else that Tim Burton has done besides this movie that is this violent and this graphic? Violent and graphic? That um, you can think of? I mean, Batman Returns, I guess. No, I mean, it's not. It's it's more violent than his other stuff, but I guess you're right, though. Most that's of just it's people, not. like, punching each other, though. That's well, not. And penguins with rockets strapped to their backs. <laughs> that's violent. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also cute. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Like this movie's not no, cute. Like right. a like a like right. Christopher Walken at the end with his with his sharpened teeth biting the chick's tongue, and then yeah, jumping I... into the tree of death and the blood splurting everywhere and decapitated heads and like this is not a ki- okay. Fine. This isn't a children's movie. It just it just it always struck me as weird because like I said, there's no blood. There's this it's, like, it's like they intentionally didn't have that stuff because they were aiming the movie at kids this movie's rated r no, so it's, it's not yes it is no this is a rated r movie no it is let not. me let no me, it is not uh, a pg movie at best pg maybe pg-13 what right, is it rated? Here, look it up it look is it up. rated r bullshit what is rated r about this what do you mean there's In this people... day and age i mean granted i know it wasn't rated this day and age this day and age this would be like a pg movie no yes what what a, what about it is that bad People being decapitated, like cartoonally bl- though, blood splurting. Every it doesn't matter. It sure doesn't it matter does. if it's in a cartoonish way. Context is king, dude. Context is king. That's a fucking lazy thing to say. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lazy thing to say. It's not. It, no, there's and and just because like so, you're thinking I the most cartoonish use of blood in this movie I would say is the Iron Maiden scene, right? Yeah. That's still like. That's like that's like it's like saying that the elevator scene in The Shining is cartoonish. Hmm. To us, as men in their late thirties, God, are we in our late thirties? We are. As men in our late thirties, like yeah, uh, an elevator full of blood, you know, flowing forth, like that might be cartoonish to us. But to a child, that's fucking horrifying. I guess. And that scene Man, where my, ch- my children are gonna have it rough one day <laughs> because I'm gonna show I'm gonna show them all this shit. Hey, look at this, Sonny. <laughs> like, am, don't... I, am I gonna be eighty when I have kids? <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this rate. Um, and no, like, like and I... like and the witch in the middle of the woods, like that shit's scary. Like I that's yes, I the witch though the witch had that weird face thing that looked like Jim Carrey's The Mask almost. Only like, for a second though. Yeah, that's there's, like there's, that's there's, for a second, and then all and then her eyes and her tongue go back in her face, and then suddenly just, she's just a fucking I scary. Guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like this this movie, like if you could just. 
put yourself in the mindset of a, a young person. I guess I guess this what it is, is, it's a pretty scary movie. I'm looking at it from from the from the view of like it being cartoony, but it's coming from the mind of an adult that likes cartoons. So it's like it's it's gonna have that feel, right? With an adult touch to it, I guess. I don't know. I I wasn't. I I don't look at it that way though. You want to split a yeah, sequence? I absolutely do. Um, um, you can crack it first. Oh, okay. I um, yeah, I just don't view it that way. I feel like I don't know. I, maybe maybe because I've seen this movie for so long too. You know, it doesn't strike me as as an adult movie. Like when I, when I first saw this, I had to have been. I mean, it came out in '99, so freshman. You were 14 at yeah, least. I was like a freshman in high school, I guess. So. Yeah. I guess that's old enough to see it. But yeah, I'm yeah, pretty. I'm true. pretty sure I saw this in theaters. I can't remember for sure. Oh, I wish <coughs> I would have. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, like it's a this movie. It's a pretty dark movie. Yeah, I guess. Whoa! whoa oh shit! Whoa, what just happened? Oh, oh. It's this again. We're good. We're good. We're still recording. Okay, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty dark. Like I, sorry, I, I'm hitting the power cord. Like I said, I don't think I would. I don't think I would comfortably show this to my kids. Okay, because I I'm pretty sure that I would be dealing with nightmares for if quite I a while. Was comfortable showing it to your kids? <coughs> would you let me do that? No. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk about the. I don't want to talk about the things that you'd be comfortable with showing my kids because this could get weird real quick. Um, I love I love Jeffrey Jones. Let's get into some characters here. Jeffrey Jones is such a good character actor. Like whenever he shows up in whatever movie, like I feel like I can't help but laugh at him. Even though he wasn't comedic in this, his portrayal of the character was just so funny to me. Like like just so boneheaded and kind of stupid. But also serious at the same time. Um. Oh, the uh, as uh, Steen Steenwick or yeah, whatever his yeah. name was. Like he's just like, I don't know what it is about him. Like he's just funny to me. Oh, is it? Uh, is it the fact that he's a sexual deviant? Well, of course. But in real life, no, I know, I know. <laughs> but like his character. Think of the characters he's played in other movies, though. Oh yeah. Uh, in Howard the Duck. In uh, uh, Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller, yep. In, like, I don't uh, know, he's just Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. like like he's no, I agree with you. Like I've, character. I agree with you. I've always liked him as a character actor, and I I like him in it. Like it's it's one of those it, he <laughs> he's one of those cases where it's like it's hard to separate the like the shit that you know about him in real life from his his movies. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. Uh, because I, I don't remember the exact details of that stuff, but I think it was pretty heinous. Was his? I know that I know that there was something I don't actually know. The I know it was like some. I know it was like some pretty serious sex offender shit. Mm. So, um, lovely. But no, I I agree with like separating from that. Yes, I've always liked him as a character actor. I think that he does a a good job. Uh, he scared the shit out of me and Howard the Duck when I was younger with like the fucking thing coming out of his mouth and stuff. Um, always cracked me up in Ferris Bueller. Yep, I like him in this movie. He's I, uh, he, he's uh, he, he's he's always he's always had a pretty good lock on the creep like the creepy cretin. Imagine that type. So imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess this. I guess it's not a big stretch to imagine that he's capable of that kind of shit in real life. I, I love that you have actors like Martin Landau who went uncredited in this movie. He wasn't even credited for his role in the very beginning. Oh, was he not? Not at all. But he opens the movie, and Martin Landau is always just a joy to see. Mm. He didn't have much of a role in this. Loved him. Uh, Christopher Lee, 
the fucking great Christopher Lee plays the uh, the judge Dude, his who vo- sends his... uh, Ichabod Crane to Sleepy Hollow. He's amazing. His voice is just the best. Sure. Oh, oh God, yes. His voice is amazing. Yeah. Every time I hear it, I just, uh, I don't know. Well, there was that. I want him to narrate my life. Like he's one of those. He's one of the few people that I could listen to him narrate. And I know this sounds cliche. I could listen to them narrate the phone book, and I would be perfectly happy with it. So I wrote. I wrote a. Uh, actually, I've been writing for literally like eight years now. Yeah. A children's is that book. When, is that when you learned to write <clears throat> eight years ago? That's probably right around there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I really didn't like. I didn't begin my education until I was an adult. I went through the steps when I was younger. I didn't begin my real That's education until I was an fair. adult. But I, I started. I've, I started writing a. It's a ch- children's book, I suppose. It's kind of like a cautionary tale. It's sort of dark though, and I always like. <laughs> my dream is, if I could have Christopher Lee, do well, he's the dead. So that dream is dead. Well, yeah, I know that. So it's not ever gonna happen. But like, my dream was always, if I could have Christopher Lee narrate this, it would be amazing sure i'll show it to you sometime i would love to see because it. as soon as you I had no idea that you were literate enough to try to write a book yeah yeah it's about a it's about a girl named may baker who uh she she basically like well, don't give it all away man well she's it's not like a it's not a crazy like uh revolutionary story or anything it's just like she's she sleeps and goes into a dream world to kind of escape the the dregs of her normal everyday life Okay. And so it's like world building within the dream and stuff like that and it's it's written in rhyming prose and it's Ooh. it's actually it's actually pretty good. It's Fancy. probably one of the better things I've ever done in my life, but now that Christopher Lee's dead, I don't Next think I'll ever fucking figure it. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I we could go on about how much we love this movie. I feel like Sleepy Hollow is one of those movies where you it doesn't make sense to try to break it down on a technical level because it's because it just is what it is. No, like it's just, just, just go. It's watch a feel it. good movie. It's Halloween. Watch it. Watch it. It is though. Like <laughs> yeah. it's a feel good for, for people like us sure. for the season though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you put it on. Like like this movie to me is like a big Halloween hug. Mm-hmm. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, you know. You put it on. You just feel good when you watch it. Like yeah. it fills you with the season's greetings and a big holiday. All that and, a big holiday hug, except for the arms that are hugging you are like the. Vines of a pumpkin. The patch. gnarled, twisted tendrils of a <laughs> of something that that came out of Tim Burton's mind. Yeah, it's it's just it's fantastic. If you've never seen Sleepy Hollow, I I don't know who you are. Um, you don't need us to tell you, but we'll tell you. <laughs> Go watch it. Go watch it. All right, moving on. Um, to the very final last Fredstiful of fun. I keep saying that because it's fun, but uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger a thon, Fred a thon, Krueger. Kruger, Cracker Barrel. All of um, the above. All of that stuff. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. Mm-hmm. The big one. The big one. The baby. big one. Finally, after like a decade of it trying to happen, they made it in 2003. Directed poorly by Ronnie Yu, who also <laughs> did Bride of Chucky and uh, Jet Li's Fearless. Now, Fearless is an amazing movie. Uh, Bride of Chucky's great. Freddy versus Jason? <laughs> it exists. Um, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees return to terrorize the teenagers of Elm Street. Only this time, they're out to get each other, too. That's a terrible synopsis. Uh, starring Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger. Ken Kurtzinger takes over as Jason Voorhees. Wait, why is that a 
Why is that a bad synopsis? That's literally what happened. Well, they are. That's not how it really starts, though. Like it, it should be like it should be like uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees, or Freddy Krueger enlists the help enlists the help of Jason Voorhees to make the children of Elm Street afraid of him again. Little does he know that Jason would terrorize him for I don't know. That's just. That's just too verbose. Just like, you don't need that much <laughs> in better. a fucking IMDb synopsis. Well, given how bad was... these usually are, I think most of them could, could use something like that. Oh, boy. Um, let's see here. Monica Kina plays Lori. Uh, Jason Ritter plays Will. Uh, Kelly Rowland of Destiny's Child is Kia. Kia. <laughs> um, Catherine Isabel as Gib. Uh, let's see here. Christopher Rodriguez Marquette as Charlie Linderman. Mar- Marquette. Marquette, sorry. Marquette. Um, Linderman, my, my favorite character maybe is Linderman. I can, I can relate to him. Linderman? Yeah. Is he the, is he the, is he the reason you made a reference to, uh, um, <laughs> J- uh, Jay earlier? No, no. The guy <laughs> that plays the Jay character. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, Linderman's the nerd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. About? Sorry. Um, anyway, though, um, lots of other people in the movie. Zach Ward. Ah. I mean, he's, he plays a, a pretty small role, but I always think it's funny when he pops up because... I don't I'm, know who Zach Ward is. Well, I'm one of those people who... Uh, like, A Christmas Story, you either love it or you hate it. It's a very, like, there's, there, there is no middle ground. It's like Halloween ends. You love it or you hate it. I'm one of the people who loves it. Sure. Zach Ward is. Uh, do you love it or do you hate it? Christmas story. It's not my Christmas movie. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Okay. It's not my favorite though. All right. So you're. I am in the middle. So I guess. you're f- in the middle. You're defying. I am defying your logic. <laughs> my logic. Do you, he's the bully in the movie? Oh no shit! In a okay. Christmas story. Okay. What the hell's his name? I can't remember what his name. And who does he play in this? Oh, he's Scott. Scott Farkas in. Uh, Scott. Farkas. I what think that's name. his name in the movie. Um, what he, a name. He's the brother in the bathtub who slits his wrists. Oh, shit. Yeah. I knew he looked familiar and I couldn't place him. That's yep. got to be it, though. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. It's just funny that out of all the people who were in uh, A Christmas Story, he's the one who went on to have like a pretty decent <laughs> acting career because he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Trans, uh, one of the Transformers movies, one of the Resident Evil movies. Okay. I mean, so he's, he's he's done some shit. Yeah, he's around, dude. Okay. Um. So, Freddy vs. Jason was this the movie that you wanted it to be to cap off the 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 Friday Thirteenth series? Are you talking to? Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street series. Are you talking to me as an 18 year old, or are you talking to me as a 37 year old? 37, baby. <clears throat> Living the current. Well, now that I'm 37 and and I I I'm aware of the fact that there could have been a not only was there a treatment about this there was a treatment of this movie that took place in the snow. Yep. Uh which I would have loved. Sure. Cuz you and I you and I have always talked about carnage in the snow, especially uh-huh. involving Freddy and Jason. Uh-huh. How amazing. A frozen cramp uh, a frozen crystal lake and a huge showdown taking place on a Snowy, frozen crystal lake, would blood am- splurting everywhere. Like that would have sounds- been amazing. Yeah, um, and the fact that there also may have been a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash possibility. They tried. They made a comic out of it. It's a great comic. 
That it's w- the story that would have been the movie, in fairness. Right. But that would have been amazing. That being said, I actually there is a there is a place in my heart for this movie. And I I don't uh <laughs> there's a lot of bad acting. Yeah. Um there's a lot of bad CG. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of bad <laughs> practical. There's a lot of in bad this movie too. Practical. There's a lot of bad everything. Yeah. So let's let, before but we get I'm, to the bad. Okay. Before we get to the bad. Okay. What what <coughs> did you like about the movie? Um <clears throat> I like I I mean I I like the basic showdown between Freddy and Jason. Mm-hmm. I think I think that the, I think the idea of Freddy using Jason as a as a way to kind of reignite the fear in you know restoke the fear in the children of elm street i thought that was pretty cool Uh um uh i liked i liked uh seeing jason like i actually did like seeing jason in sort of a vulnerable situation where he was scared in the dream world you you did like that i thought that was kind of cool okay because jason in the real world is an unstoppable killing machine sure there's so to see that there was some way to you know manipulate him or to because he at one point in time he was just a little kid, sure, right? Sure. So there that still exists somewhere inside of him. So like for Freddie to be able to tap into him and tap into that in the dream world and reduce him to a shivering pile of child on the floor, I thought was pretty cool. I thought that was okay. That was not my. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I like I, I agree with you. I like the general showdown between the two of them. Mostly once Freddy gets pulled out into the real world. Oh yeah, and for fighting sure. At Crystal Lake. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, the stuff that takes place in the dreams in Freddy's like boiler room and stuff. I could take her to leave it. Honestly, um, I don't like Ken Kurtzinger as Jason. And I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm a Kane Hodder apologist, like not even apologist. Not apologist. You're just you I'm love Kane yeah. Hodder, yeah. And I'm not even saying it as that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't like Ken Kurtzinger. What did I don't you like? I, I just don't like his mannerisms. Like they, but they cast him why? Because he's tall. That's it. That's literally the reason they cast him, is because they wanted Jason to tower over Freddy. Yeah. That's why Ronnie Yu didn't cast Kane Hodder essentially, like. And and, and I thought and I thought the reason why they didn't I thought that the the reason that they didn't cast Kane Hodder was still sort of a mystery, like um, e- even to Kane. No, well they well Ronnie Yu has said that basically what happened was this: Ronnie Yu knew nothing about either franchise. They brought him in because he had success with Bride of Chucky, mm-hmm. and they brought him in for this. He had he has no attachment, no fandom, no anything when it comes to these characters, mm, yeah. which I feel like is the complete wrong direction to go when you're doing a movie like this. For sure, yeah. Like you don't want to get someone that's too up their own ass about it, right? But you also need to get someone that that represents what people love about it too that mm. gets it right ronnie Yu was not that guy he didn't give a shit who he casted he was he was casting based only on the script that he was given not the history of the characters yeah um the fact that they even brought robert england back is is amazing to me this movie would have been way worse had he not been in it oh, would not well, have worked I, at all I mean, without him yeah it, i mean that's the that's part of the reason why they felt I'm sure they could get away with recasting Jason. Was well, he's, that he's he, faceless. He doesn't he's talk, and yeah. you don't see his face. So sure, um, but, yeah, like but they, trying trying to 
trying to bring trying to do a a, a Freddy versus Jason and bring back you know sure. and, and not he, bring back Robert England would have just been a disaster. Robert England even dialogue wise pushes the movie forward so much. Mm-hmm. You know, like you had to you had to have Robert England there. Yeah. Um but Ronnie Yu though just didn't didn't even know the big deal of Kane Hodder. Didn't understand it at all. And the studio said, "We want somebody bigger." So he goes, "Okay." That's it. Like it he was he was bigger. They wanted Jason to tower over Freddy. That was mm-hmm. it. Um I just don't like the way that he played the character though. I don't like the way they played the character and I don't like the Explain effects it. department's um version of of Jason. So break these down a little bit for me. Like what what was it about his performance as because he J- didn't move Jason the same is way. He didn't move the same way. He didn't have the mannerisms of Jason down the way that <clears throat> I thought Kane Hodder really perfected it. Um, even even Jason in the original movies, he was even before Kane Hodder, he was like sort of more rigid and more menacing. I just didn't think that he had Jason in this movie. Just felt sad. Like <laughs> Jason shouldn't be a sad character, and he just felt like a dopey eyed fucking sad bastard in this movie. <laughs> I mean, I he really I, did. I always, I always have thought of. Jason is a very sympathetic character, though. Sympathetic is not sad, though. You well, can be sympathetic and not just be a mopey bitch. That's <laughs> that's what he felt like in this movie. Dude, fucking, you should be a life coach. <laughs> I'm just saying, you should like, be a life coach, dude. You can be <laughs> you can be sympathetic and not be a mopey bitch. Like, but you get what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. even the Jason in the remake was, I feel like what they were going for in this movie, yeah. but they missed the mark. Yeah, because the Jason in the remake's great. I I would you say know, Derek Mears was great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ken like, Kurtz like just Derek wasn't Mears. just didn't have he just didn't have the wherewithal to play the character the way that it needed to be played. Simple I would, as that. I would say in defense, I I do agree with you to a certain extent, but I would say in defense of it a little bit, they did need to um, they did need to humanize him a little bit more in this movie. They needed to humanize him for the role that was written for him, which I could also say I don't think was the right way to handle Jason in this movie. I when I when I first saw this movie when it first came out, I loved it. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, it was what? What didn't you want? It had Freddy. It had Jason. It had New Metal. What? What is? <laughs> what is there not to like as High School Mike in this movie? <laughs> yeah. You know, right. um, watching it again, though, all these years later, because I haven't seen it in a number of years, watching it all these years later and rewatching it now, it's really not a good movie. Oh, no, it's, it's just not. not. No, it's just it's not. not. Fucking, like, it's not a fantastic movie. No, by any it, means, but, it, but, but it doesn't hold up to my memory of it either, though. Like, I, I disliked more of this movie than I liked it. Quite frankly, the, the the final the final quarter of the movie is the best part because the fight scenes at the For end sure, yeah. are the absolute best part. Yeah. Everything before it, though, the acting is awful. Oh, the, the, is the acting atrocious. is abysmal. <laughs> Kelly Rowland is terrible. Like, fucking terrible. This was not her destiny. She's so cute, though. I think Kelly Rowland's really cute. She was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, she was in this know. movie. Like, I, don't, I, I, I haven't I seen don't her know, in 20 man. years, so I have no idea if she still is. But, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. She's... 
her acting is terrible. I also felt um, like I felt like her character though, was written so specifically to be against Destiny's Child type with her dialogue. It was distracting to me. Why? I don't know. Like 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 her character had all the curse words. Her character was against type for the person they cast in that role. Like I felt like that was intentional. Maybe it wasn't, but it came off as intentional. Um, which I which just kind of felt lame to me. Yeah, That's I all. just I I feel like uh, I I I do feel like um, especially like late '90s, early 2000s horror movies, like ensemble horror movies, they did like they tend they tended to have like very um, I don't know like stereotypical like tokenized versions of of sure. black people like well, sure. You know what I mean? Like, like they did. Like they gave her all the saucy language and stuff like that. It's like that's that's. But usually the black person, though, the whole joke is the token black guy, right? He's just a side character. She was like the main chick in this movie. I mean, not not the main, obviously. Lori was, but like she was like a bigger character. Well, sure, yeah. Not just a forgettable side character, I right? Guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I just like I said, I just thought they. They cast her like, oh, this is going to be a really edgy part for Kelly Rowland of Destiny's Child to play. <laughs> like, that's how it came across to me. Sure. I just thought it was weird. I, I also thought, too, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. I'd just go for it. Did you notice that? When did Scream come out? Was it 97? Yeah, 97. 96, 97, somewhere around there. Did you notice that this yeah. movie, I felt like they have Freddy, they have Jason from these two iconic series. I felt like they tried to interject other sorry, series. 96 was Scream. Yeah, okay. go ahead. They tried to inject other series into it as well. They named their main character Lori. Right. Right? So yeah. there's your Halloween thing. Sure. Did, did um, what's his, what's his fuck? Um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, ba 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 uh, I can never, I can never say his name. Lachian Murno, Munro. Oh, Lachian, Lachian Monroe. There dude. we go. Lachian oh, Monroe. No, no, still not even close. <laughs> what was the first one, dude? Lachian Murno. Lachian Murno. <laughs> How do you say? Holy his name? shit, dude! Lachlan Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> dude. You suck at reading do, people's names. That's hilarious. Fine, Lachlan Monroe. Wow. Did he not come Just off? Just call him Spider Bolton. Yeah. Did he not come off though as like a Dewey type character? Um, like I, I felt yeah, like they were trying yeah. to remake Dewey. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you also have uh, there was another one, uh, the Jay Muse character. Obviously, they were pulling oh, well, from. Yeah, yeah. But it just it, it felt like the writers of this movie were just they were trying to take characters from everywhere to put them in this mashup movie. Yeah, and that was also distracting to me. Um, like it was distracting in the way that like it, they couldn't just let the movie be its own thing. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like stop, stop it writer man stop it <laughs> well i mean you know i don't know I, I, like, I just well so who i west craven victor miller i mean well no those are characters based on those are not they didn't write the movie oh yeah those are just characters uh, based on. who actually wrote this written by know. oh damien a four-year-old damien shannon and he sounds four mark swift sure it's just <laughs> that name's familiar because Aaron knows a guy named Mark Swift. He's the uh, he's the owner of Swift Swift Results Gym. Uh, oh, <laughs> he's oh. like a local guy who he probably goes by person, Swifty. He's a personal trainer. Sounds like a guy that goes by Swifty. 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 Isn't that what 
Oh, no, Shifty. You're thinking of Shifty from oh, Crazy, that's, from it, Crazy Town. Isn't that what Taylor Swift fans are called? Swifties? Oh, really? I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. I think. I didn't know that. Don't act like you didn't know that. You I didn't love know that. Taylor Swift. I I do. I just didn't know that. <laughs> um there so even though I didn't like the characters, that doesn't mean that there weren't really good things about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh like that at least highlights, you know. The movie does have highlights. It's just not a good culmination of things. Yeah. Um the the Jay Muse character, I thought most of his things were abysmal. With the exception of the, that goalie was pissed about something. <laughs> like, that is maybe the best line in the entire movie, even though I hate everything else he does. Do you hate everything else he does, though, because you wish it was Jay Muse? No, I just think he's a stupid character. Really? Because like he was Jay. I, no. And, you well, think Jay is a stupid character? I think he's a stupid character because he was trying to, because there's nothing original about him. Like, he was trying to be something else. So, again, I, I don't wish if it no, was actually Jay Muse in no, the No, because I wouldn't want Jay Muse to be in this movie. Yeah, okay. I just think that the character in and of itself was dumb. Mm-hmm. The whole fucking scene with the really bad CG caterpillar smoking in the psychiatric hospital was just so dumb. Like, it's just bad. Yeah. It's not good <laughs> at all. Um, uh, there's that the the Jason slaughter scene in the cornfield is amongst like one of the top Jason sequences though. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it yeah. that. Yeah. Like him being on fire and then walking through the cornfield, leaving a trail of fire behind him is is iconic. That's such a cool scene. Yeah, I'm such always such a cool scene. I'm always uh, full body burns are those shoot to the top of my list just because just just for the. The sheer commitment that it takes from the actor. Oh yeah, or the stunt man. Sure. To to do something. I mean, like, look, Kane Hodder's the, got half his li- fucking body literally betting his because, skin. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like, when I see a full body burn in a movie, I'm like, fuck, dude. That's. I mean, that scene right there. Yeah. It's. Then you get the flaming, great. the flaming machete that comes flying yeah, out and the flam- stabs yeah. the dude to the chat. It's it's so cool. And the fact that he gets put out by beer <laughs> by slicing open open a can uh, keg of beer and and gets put out that way like that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, that whole that whole slaughter the scene whole is sequence great. Is amazing. Yeah, I do like when he kills the fucking Chad at the beginning of the movie too. With I, his name wasn't Chad. I'm just calling the guy. Him Chad the, the guy with the. Uh, don't don't make me ask you twice, babe. That fucker. Oh yeah. He's like a after Chad. the sex that scene, and then Chad, he yeah. he uh he stabs the shit out of him, and then he folds him backwards, like folds the bed up. That's a great kill. It's a great kill. Um, um honestly though, the, there was a lot of CG involved in that. The way that they did that in didn't they do something similar to that in one of the original Friday movies? They did, yeah. And it was way better. Well, because yeah. it was all practical. Because they had to. It's just better, yeah. Right. Um, and also the CG blood in this movie really, I don't know, it's it's just not good. The only real practical blood was when they had a really bad physical prosthetic that tried, I feel like they tried to emulate the 80s style where it was just like a stream of blood coming out of like the, the spine area. And of, it was just of bad. Who? Like if somebody gets like, like their head cut off and like this blood oh, like just comes out of the center of, of their neck. They tr- I feel like they tried to emulate the '80s style a little bit, and it just they didn't did, work. They did. Uh, they did plan like especially during F- Freddie and Jason's fight. Like every that was that was a lot of practical blood spray. Like every time Jason would slice yeah. Freddie on his chest, that was a lot of. Yeah, no, that was okay. I'm I'm talking like like. I don't know. I guess it was specific scenes. Where's the CG blood that you're talking about? It's, I don't remember it's, it's a lot the, of CG blood. It's the blood. blood that like spills on the ground or like 
like the, the the blood that came out of the bottom of the bed when he got folded in half. It was like really CG. You thought that was CG? It well, was CG, yeah. You can tell. Really? Yeah, I could tell at least. Like the stuff that was coming under the door? That no, she steps no, in? no, 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 no. No, there was, there was, I have a note that says it, so I know I saw it. I'm, am I thinking of the wrong thing though? I don't know. There I'm was just, a lot of CG blood in this movie. I can't think of, I can't think of any major instances. I mean, you pay attention to that stuff more than I do. Whatever. I can't it think was, of any major instances where I like, I, I saw really, like really offensive CG blood. You might not have noticed it too though. And I, I usually pick up on it if it's really bad though. I don't know. I might have to go back and rewatch some of the gore scenes. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I I just, it just, they just weren't, it was a product of, of the fucking early 2000s, it just wasn't good. Yeah. The CG wasn't great. Yeah. You know, did you watch this on, on a small screen? Yeah. That could be why right there. Yeah. Watch on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. See, you can't watch this this shit on your phone. (laughs) You're not going to see, or maybe it's better because you don't notice it. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, you're not going to notice it that small though. Um, yeah, I don't know, they're. I love how Mark and uh, what's what's the guy's name? Mark and uh, Will. In, in the beginning of the movie, they're in. Uh, we haven't even talked about the, the story. Who West, cares? Who Weston gives a Hills. Shit? They're or, in Weston Hills because yeah. uh, they're they, like the last of the Elm Street kids. Essentially, who remember yeah. Freddy? Right. So what the what the town did is they took all the kids that remembered Freddy. They put them in Weston Hills and basically Pumped them full of hypnosil. They can't remember their dreams. They're kind of like they're they're basically taking that portion of the of the of of the population that knows about Freddy, and they're containing them so that Freddy loses all of his power. Right. That's where Freddy's been all these right. years. They break out of the insane asylum and they come back to where they're from, and so Will can meet up with his girlfriend and this and that. Uh, what's her name? Um, Lori. You know, like and and they just go back to their homes. Which I thought <laughs> yeah. was weird, like, like Mark especially, like, just goes back home and they're hanging out in Mark's house and his brother's van. Like, does do, do Mark's parents must live there still? Yeah. Do they not care if their son just broke out of an insane asylum? Like, like, oh hey, our crazy son is back and he's just chilling in his room. Yeah, like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. Um, uh, his brother's van though, fucking oh, dope, dope. Tight. Dope. That van choice. It's choice. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Um, in the uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, what else? What else did I love? What the, oh, I didn't like. Maybe I'm the only person in the world that noticed this. Did you notice that Freddy's teeth kept changing? Yeah. It was distracting to me. One second he's got sharp razor-looking teeth, and then he's got like weird. Uncle Bill prosthetics you get at like the costume store. I feel like um you know? I feel like once he actually came into the real world, there was no changing. So it I guess you could kind of explain it away that if he's in the dream world, he can pretty much alter his appearance however he wants. It's never really been a thing though. Why hasn't it though? I mean, well, like, it alters appearance, sure, but when he's Freddy, he's Freddy. I mean, there's also a scene in this movie that was really just like weird to me. What the fuck was Demon Freddy when he pops I like, out? I like that. But what was that? Like, why did he look so different just coming out of the water in the dream world? Because he's he's in the dream. Like, he can make himself look as intimidating as he wants. Sure. But, but, so, he's, but he's never done it before, though. Like, where did this weird demon-looking Freddy come from? Well, are we... Are we 
is this movie going off of the assumption or not the assumption but like it, it in this in this universe in this movie is uh new nightmare a thing i don't think new nightmare exists within the context of the original story no okay so then the no, whole this is so, freddy freddy so this, this is, is this is freddy who was simply just a child murderer yes okay well then my only explanation would be it's the dream world. He can do whatever he wants. It's just weird. It's just weird because they've never established him looking like that or being able to change his appearance like that, at least in the dream world. Well, yeah, I mean, they have. It's just he never, like, he can change his appearance to be literally whatever he wants. It's just he's, he's there's never been an instance where he just, like, turned, his, turned his skin red. Yeah. Well, not even, not even just red. Like, his ears were more pointy. Yeah, so his, like, his face was burnt differently. Yeah, but why not? I mean, like, he just... He was pissed off, so he made himself look more intimidating for I, that split second. I guess. I don't know. I it thought just, it, it was just cool. seems weird to me. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I, I just, it just, you know what it looked like? It looked like the mask from that Tales of Halloween segment where the kid knocks on the neighbor's door and it's actually the devil and they go out and do all the crazy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It looked like the, the kid's devil mask. Yeah. Or not the kid's devil mask, his actual little devil partner at the end. That's what he looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought it was weird. It just didn't fit for whatever reason. I like like it. you're in Dream World. We all know what Freddy looks like. Why make him different? Because right, Freddy can be scary on his own. You don't got to make him. I don't know. Whatever. I don't. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't know. Like you, he got like super pissed. So why not? I don't know. I guess why not reflect that weird. in your appearance? It just seem weird. You're more forgiving about this stuff than I am. That's just weird to me. I I guess it's it's coming from <laughs> it's coming from like. If I were in Freddy's shoes, I would constantly be, I like, it's it's like the physical manifestation of of your emotions in that moment. Yeah. Like, just imagine if like I got really pissed at you right now, and I was able to physically manifest oh. my my anger toward you. In in my appearance, I don't even want to know what that. I would be. do it. I would just have like a giant like spiky dildo coming that, out of the front of my face that when you're mad at me you just got a big spiky dildo coming at me yeah. that's that's it okay yeah. that's weird <laughs> um yeah i um i don't know i i think that this movie they didn't do anything necessarily new the whole point of the movie is fall asleep pull him out of your dreams try to kill him like there's yeah. nothing new in terms of the plot in this movie yeah. outside of the fact that jason's in it and we are i already talked about how at least in my opinion like, i thought that jason was not a great representation of Jason. So like when I look back at this movie, when, you know, as a kid, when it came out, you know, high school age, I love this movie mm -hmm. because it's, you're finally getting Freddy versus Jason. Like right, right. you're, you're almost blinded by that fact when you're watching it. Um, 20 years later, it does not more than 20 years later. It does not benefit from, from time. It just doesn't. It, I feel like it's going to get worse and worse too, as time goes on. <laughs> It just doesn't really hold up. It's not. Um, it's not this great mashup movie that other mashup movies have been. You know, um, like classic. You know, the, the, like the classic Universal monsters and stuff like that. That's what this wanted to be, and, and, and for a modern age, and it just doesn't hold up. I don't the way that they wanted it to. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, I will say this though: What was your favorite kill of the entire movie? Oh. Favorite kill of the entire movie. 
Give me a second. Why don't you tell me yours? And then Hands I will... down, it is Kelly Rowland getting <clears throat> fucking whacked into a tree by Jason's machete. Oh, let me... Hands down. Let me talk... It's the best. Let me talk about that real quick. I had like a Mandela effect thing in this movie. Okay. I could have swore at the end of this movie, uh, Will and Lori are like, you know, they just defeated Freddy and Jason and they're walking off the dock. I could have swore... That Kelly Rowland, her character, Kia, like, calls over and says, like, oh, wait for me. Like, and she gets up and she's actually alive still. No, that's Linderman's character. No, because he's, no, because he's dead, too. Is he dead? I thought he, I thought he was alive at the end of this. Linderman? Yeah, no, he Didn't you just watch it? No, he fucking. Yeah, he's he dead said, he shit. tells right. He tells Kelly to go, or Kelly, he tells Kia to go get help. Yeah, you're right. I've always, I'm just gonna wait here for a minute. I've always liked that death, uh, because it's like, it's 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 really like the way they play that out is very like spooky, sort of because he's he's kind of like the whole movie. He's this nerd, you know, like he's just this he's this guy that everybody makes fun of, and he kind of steps up at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. But then he gets, you know, unfortunately he gets tossed by Jason and hits that coat rack or yep, whatever on the yep. uh the coat hanger it's like a and shelf it, it's like a shelf uh bracket or yeah something. and as like throughout the movie at the beginning of the movie uh kia is such a dick to him all the oh, time yeah. and then he calls her out at one point in time just says something like i you know like I, and she's like oh damn white boy's got a mouth on him yeah i used to <laughs> i used to think that you were you were mean to me just because i was a nerd or something now i realize that it's just like you're so fucking unhappy with yourself that you yeah. can't and he really like he like kind of lays into her and I like turns around a little bit. Well, I like the development of their relationship after that. Like suddenly she's like, oh, he's kind of like he's kind of a badass. Like she asks him to dance, and she's like, maybe he's not so bad. And then by the end of the movie, they seem actually pretty close. And the way he just kind of plays off the whole thing, he's like, no, I'm just gonna rest. Like you go, and then this, you kind of have hope. I remember like when when I. I remember when I first saw this movie, I kind of had hope for Linderman. And as she's running off into the woods, you think like, oh, okay, he's just going to chill for a minute. And then sure. they pan around to the side of his face and he's just dead eyed. And then they go down like to his, like by his left hip and you can just see blood pouring out of him like a yeah. pint at a time. Yeah. Um, he goes out like a champ. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he fucking toughs Absolutely. it out right till the end. Absolutely. But when, but, but I'm saying like, I had severe. Kia, he has asthma. <laughs> I, I had severe Mandela effect because I was waiting at the end of the movie for them to be walking off the dock and for Kia to be like, "Oh, wait for me." And I go, "Wait, what the fuck?" Like, oh, she's why got a shit? Yeah, I, yeah. And and that's your favorite kill of the whole movie. No, my well, it's just how he hits her and just flings. Oh, just that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. every time that Jason hits somebody with his machete, he cuts them in half. For whatever reason, she's got thicker skin because she just gets whacked across like like a continent into a tree. <laughs> like it's it's so good. I love it so much. Um, uh, and the fact that I fucking hated her character. Like I'm, it was just very satisfying. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, I liked uh I liked um what the hell is his name? Why can't I think of his name? I don't know. I keep uh, Freeberg. I, I liked his death. I thought that was pretty good. He gets cut in half, straight up Brahm style from Sleepy uh, Hollow. Yep, yep. Um, Lo 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 Monroe. I liked his. 
Fuck off. I liked his death. I thought that was pretty cool. The electrocution death. Yeah, that was fine. That was um, um, yeah, I, 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 I've also thought too the the fight with Freddie and Jason at the very end. I already mentioned how once they pull him into the real world, yeah, that's where it gets good. And that's it when does. it gets really fun. The scene where they're in like the uh, like the junkyard area though, where the, all the pipes are on top, and Freddie cuts the pipes, and mm-hmm. they all come shooting down into Jason. Like I always loved that scene. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um. So there's there's definitely highlights of this movie. It's not a complete waste of time. It just doesn't. I don't know. Doesn't live up to my memory or carve out its own you know real legacy within the series for me yeah no it's definitely i mean like re-watching it in my 30s as compared to when i was seeing it in my teens it's not the amazing work blo- art. blowout fight that i you know that i thought it was when i was younger yeah like, I, agree. I, I do remember seeing it when i was younger and just being like yes and this thinking, is fucking amazing thinking of where this movie went from from there you have the Friday the 13th remake that what I thought was I actually awesome. liked it. I thought it was pretty Then good. you also have... I thought it had perfect nipple placement. <laughs> it did. It did. It was great. It was stupendous. Um, but like then you so have the... fucking juicy, dude. Then you have the Nightmare on Elm Street remake that was just fucking... Balls. God awful. Balls. I like Jack so, Earl Haley, but he was uh, he was shit as Freddy. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah. It's not good. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's where we are. That's, that's the end of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. We've done them all. Yeah. The whole rest respective. All of it. Um, think we'll ever get another Nightmare movie? Or do you think they'll just let this one rest? I think that... Uh, no. I think it'll happen eventually. Dude, fucking... Hopefully not anytime soon. Listen. Kevin Bacon? I'm down not for that. I know it's happen. not going to happen, but I am actually like if if that's ever actually I would be in down serious for that. talks, I'm down for that. I would be down for that 10 years ago with a younger Kevin Bacon. Uh, he's, he's too old now. I mean, is he? Like if how going to build a franchise around it, which is what you would have to do. Why? Because you have to. Freddy Krueger is a franchise character. He's a franchise player. Jason, you're not going to make just one. Jason's a franchise player yeah. too, and they just did one remake in 2009. But the thing about but the thing about Jason is that he has no voice, no face. You can have anybody play that character, provided they get the mannerisms right. But that's easier to continue. Not to according recast. to you. Well, I mean, I agree. I don't like all of the original Friday movies either for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to recast that and get like two out of five or three out of five good. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so so for Freddy, it's a different story. You right. have to have a character with Freddy that's going to last at least a couple of films. All right. So, assuming that they're, they're so different, assuming that there is somebody who could do it as good as Bob. Yeah. Who? Oh God, I have no idea. Um, maybe somebody like Skarsgård, Bill. No, he's already. I mean, like, I don't want to. I don't want to see him just like he could. Do everything. But I, yeah, I know. I know. He's kind of that character that the guy that they want for everything now. But he could technically probably do it. Um, what about Robert Pattinson? No, 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 no. He's, no, he doesn't no. have the. Doesn't have the voice for it. Doesn't yeah. Have, doesn't have the, the the comedic part to him. Like that's the thing about Robert Englund. He was creepy, but I also don't know, dude. funny. Englund could put himself dude, in a weird space. But Robert Pattinson, like I, I thought Robert Pattinson, even though it was very dark, he, like in uh, the lighthouse, I thought Robert Pattinson was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, in a very it's dark different. Way. Funny. It's a different kind of funny though. So. It's not like you need jokester to play. 
like a fuck Joaquin. He's getting too old too. I mean, younger Joaquin could probably do it. Mm, I don't know. It's tough. Freddy Krueger's tough. You also need the right. I don't. You need the right face too. Like yeah. that was part of that was part of Jackie Jackie Earl Haley. Like the Robert Pattinson, his uh his facial features under all the prosthetics, like he's got a very distinctive looking face. You know what I mean? Sure. Like you have to have somebody who's got distinct features too. True. You know. True. I'm trying to think of somebody. I'm actually trying to think of like a comedian. That could go horror as opposed to a horror uh, actor that can go comedy. Like, what would what would that look like? <laughs> I just like the first person that popped into my head was Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love Bill Burr. But <laughs> Christ, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's tough, man. Yeah, it's 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 a really tough thing to cast. Freddy, which yeah. is why I almost think they should never do it again. Yeah, don't they tried it. once. You're never going to be able to do it right. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, you know. Um, I agree with you. I don't think they should talk, but I don't have confidence that they won't. Oh no, they will because Hollywood. Just Hollywood, so fuck. They're like, yeah, they're afraid of doing original original stuff these days. Of course they are. You know, it's of so rare. Like everything is just fuck. Everything is everything's adaptations. Everything is remakes. Everything's reboots. Everything is reimaginings. Like yep. it's just fucking. Just do something new. Anyway, though, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's it for Freddy. Hey, happy uh, happy Halloween, sir. Happy Halloween, brother. Happy 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 joy joy. Happy Samhain. Happy Samhain. Yeah. When is Samhain? Is it actually is it is it the same night as Halloween? I don't even know. I think I believe that it is. Yes, I think it's the same holiday. That well, could be a correction for next week. Yeah, knows, sure. But why not? We're gonna go with that. It is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right, James. Uh, so next week, who knows? We don't know. We have no idea. Uh, if you want to find us before then, you can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Instagram at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Uh, hey, uh, you're a trick or treater. Every house you go to tonight, tell the person giving you candy to check out us. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Tell your kid to tell everybody about us. Yeah. Whore them out. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I got nothing to add to that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally killed it, didn't I? Uh, Yeah. All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. We'll see you next week. See ya. Be safe out there. Have a good one.